You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. 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 Nine. Ignition sequence start. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Eagles football. Sponsored by Penn State Health St. Joseph. On the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Tonight, from beautiful Don Thomas Stadium, it's your Exeter Eagles versus the Wilson Bulldogs. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Darren Ziner and Mike Boyer. And welcome to Don Thomas Stadium here on the campus of Exeter Senior High School for tonight's contest between the Wilson Bulldogs and the Exeter Eagles. Both teams come in tonight's contest one and one, and we are looking forward to a tremendous high school football game. We'll be right back to bring you the, the introductions and a preview for the game right after this. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. And welcome back to Don Thomas Stadium here on a beautiful Friday night and Exeter High School campus. We're looking forward to an outstanding game tonight between the Wilson Bulldogs and the Exeter Eagles. As I said earlier, both teams come in tonight's contest one and one, and this is a huge game for both teams as they look at playoff implications later on for points and things of that nature. So taking a look at the contest this evening, a few quick facts here. We've got Exeter coming into this game having never beaten Wilson football. So uh, in the 40-some years of Exeter football, tonight may be the first night as it's a, as a very good opportunity for the Eagles against the Bulldogs. Um, last week, Exeter, as you recall, defeated Boyertown by a score of 56-8, to and Wilson lost to Governor Mifflin last week 42-14. to And so a number of different things are coming on here. As we look around, um, the band is about to take the field and play the national anthem. Teams are coming out of the locker rooms. We're about 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes away from kickoff. And as I said, it's a beautiful night here at Don Thomas Stadium. A couple interesting things about tonight's game. We'll talk about this throughout the night. But Wilson's quarterback, Brad Hoffman, is not in uniform this evening. Uh, starting quarterback, who was 1-1 one one of the season. Hoffman transferred in last year from Berks Catholic. He was a quarterback in the 2020 Berks Catholic uh, Saints, he is now the quarterback here at Wilson, but he is not in uniform this evening. So it looks like senior Gannon Brubaker will be the quarterback tonight for the Wilson Bulldogs. Brubaker played a few snaps last week against uh, Governor Mifflin. He carried the ball probably six times in the game, but uh, 11 yards and six carries, but has not thrown a varsity pass in his career. So good outlook there for the Eagles with a, with a brand new quarterback in. Um, as we take a look at, at some of the things that are major key points of tonight's game, for Wilson, uh, Wilson has to worry about the turnovers. They're minus three on the season in turnovers coming into this game. The Eagles are plus two. So certainly the turnover favor goes to Exeter as we get into this game. Uh, other things we can talk about here looking at, um, Exeter comes in with Colin Payne being the second-ranked quarterback in the county. 
and has an opportunity tonight to throw the ball because Wilson's free safety is not playing as well. TJ Flight is out of tonight's game for the Bulldogs as well. So a couple things there to look as we go into the game. Uh, a couple people down here for Wilson, but uh, we can t talk about that a little bit more as we bring you um, live coverage of the Exeter Eagles-Wilson Bulldog game after the National Anthem. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. And we're back here at Don Thomas Stadium for our Friday night kickoff between the Exeter Eagles and the Wilson Bulldogs. And the Wilson Bulldogs are about to take the field. We've got some issues out in the middle of the field right now, but the Bulldogs are about to take the field. The referees are coming onto the field. The Eagles are coming down the home side here to the right and the Bulldogs to the left. And we have a a very excited fan from Wilson on the field with the flag right now. But uh, <laughs> things you see in high school football. Here you go. So again, tonight's contest from the Exeter Eagles as the Eagles now are coming down the stairwell onto the field. And then we'll have the national anthem. Wilson coming down from the visitor's side onto the field as well. Uh, this week we had a chance to talk to head coach Matt Bauer. Here are some of the things we talked about from Coach Bauer. Excellent. Okay, uh, Jerry Gallif, we're here with Coach Matt Bauer. Coach, you played for a number of really good Muhlenberg teams during your high school playing days under Coach Yoakum. Are you able to pull anything from your playing days and use them to assist with your team's preparation for a big game like this one Friday night? Well, yeah, I think for sure you get to, you know, you can pull from the past. You know, I've been pulling from the past for a long time. I have two of the coaches from that staff that coach that coached me and one of the players. So, again, you know, we know how to prepare, and you know, we're trying to get the kids mentally ready to, for what they're going to see and to be able to meet the challenge. How was the? Uh, how has the tempo been during your practices this week? For most, if not all, this is the biggest game in most of your players' high school career to date. Well, sure. I mean, again, we played in big games before, but this is definitely a big one. The excitement level is very high. Uh, we're trying to keep, you know, everything in perspective, though, because we don't want to get too overly excited and play nervous. You know what I mean? With their, you know, we're still the home team. They're coming to play us. We just want to maintain hungry and keep the keep our foot on the gas. What has been your main message all week to your players about this game? In order to play in big games, you have to eliminate mistakes and you have to maintain your focus. You know, there's definitely going to be a lot of momentum swings and we have to be able to, you know, uh, answer back when uh, they have big plays. Two weeks ago, your game against Central York was a really big game for your program to battle the defending 6A District 3 champs and the PIAA 6A state runners-up like you guys did 
was big to your players, but to have Wilson come into your house on Friday is an even bigger game for the Exeter community. What have you learned about your team, or what have you confirmed about your team since week one? Well, again, I think these kids are definitely unselfish. They're very focused. They're very hungry. And, you know, they definitely want to move the program forward. A win tomorrow night would be obviously be huge for the program, you know. But, again, we have to come out and we have to execute, you know, and we have to be able to match their physicality. If our line can, you know, control the line of scrimmage, we'll have a chance to be successful. Excellent. Thanks very much, Coach. All right. Good luck. And there are some of the words from things we talked about this week with Coach Bauer. A couple things he touched on there. One is, is eliminating mistakes. And I think that's one thing you can look back to the first two weeks. Exeter's done a very good job of controlling the ball and eliminating mistakes on offense and not giving up plays, uh, long drives on defense. Um, we talked about the turnover ratio. Exeter's plus two in the season right now. Wilson's minus three. So that's certainly in the Exeter favor right now. And, and I think it's a huge thing about mistakes. First time starting quarterback for Wilson. Opportunity for a number of mistakes here. Exeter's got to put the pressure on him and keep going forward. Coach also talked about big plays. And we, we saw that the first week against Central York. A number of big plays uh, happening in the Central York game, both for Exeter and for Central York. And how we're able to come back from that, how we're able to move on to the next play, will be huge tonight in a game like this. This is as big as a game as they're going to play in a long time. And I'm joined now by... Ryan Lineweaver, who's here with us tonight. And uh, Ryan, some of your thoughts coming to the game tonight. Yeah, this is a big one for Exeter, isn't it? Uh, we're, you know, talking about a massive matchup between a Section 1 opponent in Lebanon Lancaster League and, you know, in, right here in Burks 1. I'm used to watching Burks Catholic. <laughs> Completely different style of football. You know, they have that wing T formation. It's an awful lot of running, not an awful lot of passing, a lot of reverses and sweeps and counters and everything else. This is a high-flying Eagles offense right now that we're about to watch tonight. A lot of passing through the air. You know, you have running backs out of the backfield that can catch the ball a little bit. It's a completely different style of offense. So I'm excited to watch uh, some aerial theatrics here tonight. <laughs> that is true. Obviously, watching the wing tee, you can be lulled to death with the buck sweep around the ends, the, the guard traps, and, and the waggle passes that you see. But you're right. Colin Payne's done a great job distributing the ball to all of his players, his playmakers. Obviously, J.R. Strauss, uh, Ty Yoakum, Joey Schlaufer, Carson Schmidt, guys like that have made the catches this year. And again, I, I think you'll see a lot of that tonight. Conversely, on the other side, though, Wilson will not have much of an air attack, I believe, with the first-time quarterback coming in with Gannon Brubaker. Uh, again, he has not thrown a varsity pass in his career yet, and so that's something that Exeter can certainly take advantage to. If they can make Wilson one-dimensional tonight and take away the run game, this could be a long night for Wilson. Yeah, I mean, Wilson had Hoffman at quarterback, and he went 5 of 12 for 63 yards against Central Dolphin. And obviously they didn't do much against Governor Mifflin. Uh, he ended up going 10 of 28 for 99 yards and two picks. So not an awful lot going on. So if they're making that switch over to Gannon Brubaker, I mean, it's going to be a completely different style of offense. He has no passing attempts, six rushing attempts, as you have noted. Uh, really, we have no idea what to see out of this Wilson offense here tonight. And I think that's going to be a concern, actually, for Exeter not knowing. You prepare all week for a certain style of offense, and now it's going to be completely different. I think one of the things we're going to see Wilson do tonight is get the ball into the Jones brothers' hands, Jaden and Cameron. Uh, Jaden, obviously, is the starting tailback here at Wilson, and Cameron's a slot receiver, a speedster who can get behind coverage. Uh, I'm not sure how much that's going to help them tonight, but I look to see them get both those guys involved, whether it's jet sweep with Cameron, uh, outside plays for both Jaden and Cameron, and then up the middle. Wilson is a heavy primary run up the middle team. They run a ton of inside zone. 
Um, as we talked about, Jaden Jones, who I believe in the season has 23 carries for 73 yards. Um, majority of his carries have come in the A-gaps, right next to center, between the guard and the center. Um, it's a very up-the-middle, run-oriented offense. Uh, even when Hoffman was playing, you know, he had 23 carries as well. And, um, you know, he uh, was a, a guy who carried the ball up the middle as well. So, again, interesting to see what's going to happen tonight with a new quarterback in. They're going to take a moment of silence for 9-11. And now the national anthem. teams here on the field. Um, you see about 85 kids for Wilson, about 45 for Exeter. They're both down at the scoreboard end of the field here. Maybe a little intimidation on both teams' part, trying to get a little bit of mental edge before this game starts. Yeah, certainly that is a massive Wilson roster over there on the far side of the field. Wilson going to be starting in their, in their uh, road whites, I should say, with red numbers, very reminiscent of Kind of an Ohio State classic uniform there. Meanwhile, Exeter working in their home blacks, blue numbers, white trim. Uh, and let me tell you, those I have not seen these helmets before, obviously. Uh, but a nice uh, gloss there on the blue stripe down the middle. Uh, certainly picks them up a notch compared to uh, a lot of the other high school teams that I've been uh, able to see this year. Yeah, Exeter and all blacks, you said. Um kind of a blackout type of theme. We've got the blue crew in the back of the end zone here uh, at the concession stand. I would love to see the extra administration allow that blue crew into the back of the end zone, maybe about 10, 15 yards behind the goalpost, and let them give a Pottsville type of a feel to that side of the field. Um, but again, they're going to make a lot of noise down there, so it's great to see. Again, this is a packed house here tonight. Yeah, I had to walk like five miles to get in here. <laughs> I... Uh Walked right into Central Dolphin last week, you know, found a spot right in the main parking lot, and here I have to come in, and I'm parked on some, you know, side street five blocks down. I had to, like, sprint all the way in here. Now, you had a chance to see Central Dolphin play Berks Catholic last week. And prior to that, the week before, Berks Catholic, I'm sorry, Wilson played uh, Central Dolphin, and it was a very close game, a uh, one-score game. Uh, what were your impressions of Central Dolphin? 
Yes, yeah, so Central Dolphin has a running quarterback, and he gave Burks Catholic uh, some fits last week. He's a lefty, and right? He is a lefty. Yeah, he played mainly out of the shotgun formation. Sometimes, uh, you know, with a running back to his side, sometimes they just went full on, uh, you know, four wide receivers split out two to either side. They went trips an awful lot of time. Uh, and it was it was a hassle for Burks Catholic to try to handle. And I'm sure that it was very similar for Wilson. Uh, their quarterback, his name's escaping me right now, but I mean he had a 55-yard touchdown run where it looked like he was stopped uh, after about a 20-yard gain, and he just reversed field, went all the way from left to right, and ended up gaining an extra 30 yards and the score. So, you know, for Burks Catholic, that was a much closer game than anticipated for him, I think. Uh, it was a one-score game. They had the ball. They had a chance to drive down the field and potentially win the game, and then unfortunately coughed it up. Uh, first play from scrimmage after giving the ball up. It was uh, like a 60-yard touchdown run. Uh, yeah. And then they ended up fumbling the football, which was returned for a score. So it was uh, a lot closer than the final score uh, would have suggested. Uh, Wilson's line up here to kick off. Extra will receive. Now, last week, Wilson onside kick both times. They came out of this bunch formation from a hash. The kicker's Ben Rada, number 27. He just turned around and pooched the ball. Um, I'm glad to see us returning the ball here because we've got to get better on our kickoff coverage. And I'm concerned about what Wilson can do in their return game. Uh, which I think is a big factor here. But so Rada's going to tee it up here, and let's take it away. Yeah, so Wilson going to go from left to right to start. And it certainly looks like they're going to kick it off. And they do. Kick is away. It's fielded at about the six-yard line. Jar Strauss. Brought up across the 20, going all the way to his left, around the hash marks now. Starts the 20. There's a flag on the field. It'll likely be coming back but he's going to end up around the 29-yard line to start. That'll put it first and 10 on the 19 here for the Eagles. It's coming from the left hash, close to the home sideline. Uh, again, it'll be interesting to see how we come out and attack Wilson. Uh, Wilson's a base 4-4, meaning four down linemen, four linebackers, and a cover three with two corners and a free safety. As I said, the free safety tonight uh, is Drake, but they're missing their outside linebacker, uh, TJ Fleet. Um, so we'll see if that's something that Eagles can uh, take a a shot against here so so they are going to walk it back and I believe that's that spot of the foul plus 10 yards so they're going to begin on their own 10 yard line here to start not great field position for the Eagles so we'll see how they come out deep in their own territory Payne's going to be lined up in the shotgun one wide receiver split out right two backs here with both Yoakum and um, Strauss in the backfield Takes a snap, the handoff. Going off right tackle and not much there. Maybe a yard or two. Yeah, it looks like no gain for Strauss off the right side here. Going to bring up second and 10 for the Eagles. Opportunity to see what Colin Payne's going to do with the ball here in the air uh, in this situation here again. Field position is not optimal for Exeter. Uh, be nice to get a first down here. Just kind of tilt the field. You have to kick the ball away. Yeah, so no gain on the play. It will be second and 10. Looks like they're going to have one split out wide left here. That's going to be Carson Schmidt, that wide receiver. One there in the backfield. Yeah, break out the binoculars. It's hard to see. Payne rolling out to his right, firing and hitting Schlafler at around the 20. Well, we'll see what they end up spotting it. I believe it's going to be around the 27-yard line. That would be, they're going to mark it at the 26. That's going to be a 16-yard game for Schlaffer. 
Yeah, Joey, Joey Schlaffer ran a, a deep out there. Good ball by Payne. Rolling to his right a little bit to the visitor's sideline. Again, we talked about getting that first down, moving the chains here. Uh, nice job there. Good start for the Eagles throwing the ball. Once again, Schmidt, the lone wide out here. They're going to go two in the backfield as well with, once again, Payne working out of the shotgun. Payne this time handing off, coming off left tackle and getting drugged. Oh, no, he's going to break a few tackles, and now he's going to get shoved out of bounds. So he broke a few there, coming all the way around to the left side, and maybe a gain of two. Yeah, that's Eric Nangle right there, uh, breaking the tackle actually in the backfield, run down by number two, uh, Leinart for the uh, Wilson Bulldogs, the senior middle linebacker. Uh, Going to bring up second and eight. Uh, again, extra long distance formation here, a situation here. Trying to get half it back in a makeable third down situation. 10.57 left here in the first quarter. Time is stopped because they ran him out of bounds. Second down and eight on the 28-yard line. Exeter starting on their own 10. Once again, Strauss working out of the backfield. It looks like he has Nangle back there with him. And there's going to be a timeout taken by Exeter. Not on the same page here. Only a handful of plays into the game. Yeah, unfortunately, that's, that's a timeout. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Once again, 10.57 remaining, second down and eight for the Exeter Eagles. Man in motion. Now they're gonna hand off. Nangle going off right tackle, trying to cut back inside. He spins and he's up around the 30 yard line. So that's gonna be a gain of maybe two again. It would bring up a third down and six. Yeah, Nangle over the right side there. Exeter was in a trips, a tight end trips formation with a tight end and a wing. Uh, they had Carson Schmidt out as a flanker, motioned in. Uh, Nangle not finding much room, but spun off a, a tackle there and gained two yards, you said. Um, opportunity for Exeter to move the chains here, third and six. Two carries for Nangle, four yards. Play clock ticking down to 15, and they still don't have the play. And finally, Payne rushing into the huddle. I believe it's going to be Nangle again in the backfield. So hard to tell because the numbers are not very visible there on the side. Great block by Nangle. He has plenty of time to throw, and the throw is going to end up killing some worms around the 50-yard line. Yeah, Nangle almost got called for a cut block there in the backfield. Uh, went a little low, but no flag. Uh, ball was well thrown down the middle. I think the receiver's got to adjust a little bit more to it, but unfortunately it's an uh, incomplete fall short. Here's the concern. Number one, back deep for Wilson, Cam Jones. As I said, uh, great speed. He's the younger brother of the running back, uh, Jaden Jones. And again, Exeter's got to cover here and not allow him, as they had in other games, to give up big yardage as they did against Central York. Mikey Moses, the punter. Oh, snap oh, over snaps his over his head. He's going to get it back around the two-yard line. Dodges one tackle, dodges the second, wow. and gets his punt away. What an outstanding And job. the punt's going to land around the 40 Eight-yard line, take a Exeter bounce, fielded at the 35. 
Ryan, that is an incredible athletic play by Mikey Moser, a guy who plays soccer here in Exeter, scored the winning goal Tuesday night for the Eagles over Reading High in overtime at Reading High, and he avoids two guys in there after a bad snap, runs around and kicks the ball, puts it back onto the 36-yard line for Wilson. I'll take a bow. That was one heck of a display. You're thinking, oh, he's fielding this around the two. He's probably just going to get down instead. He dodges and weaves two different tacklers and gets his punt away, takes an Exeter bounce, and Wilson going to start at the 36-yard line here with 9.50 to start off their first drive. It's a little bit of an overset here. They got trips over here to the right. Um, Jaden Jones is in the tailback here. So he said, Brubaker's the quarterback. A little toss out here to the right. Jones cuts it back. Good gain of the play, about eight yards here, seven yards. Um, yeah, you would think a toss play is going to be going out wide. Instead, he cuts it right back against the grain, up the gut, and he's going to gain roughly, I'd say, six or seven yards here. They're going to mark it about seven. So the ball in the 43-yard line on Jones's first touch of the day, seven yards. Wilson going a little bit of a hurry-up offense here. Again, that bunch set to the right here. Back to the bunch set. A little inside run there. Breaks a handful of tackles, and now three Exeter Eagles finally bringing him down, and he's going to be down at the 44-yard line. You know, one of the things Coach Bauer talked about in his interview with uh, Jerry Gallup this week was how they have to control the line of scrimmage, and right now, hats off to Wilson after the first few plays. They are definitely controlling the line of scrimmage and opening up running lanes for the running backs here. So about 13 on the carry, 20 yards all going to Jaden Jones so far, the 5'11", 215 senior. Again, same formation. Jones lined up to the right. Now he's going to swap over to the left-hand side. Still with a bunch formation over here with three wide receivers set. Once again, going to Jones. This time in between the guard and tackle, another good gain for him. And that's going to go up to around the four. Yeah. So hard to tell where they're going to stick it. And this one's going to be about the 37-yard line. Changing up personnel here for Wilson. Again, the, the line of scrimmage is controlled right now by the Bulldogs. Going to kind of change the formation here. It looks like they're going to go to a more traditional formation. They are. You still have the quarterback in the backfield. Almost more of a uh, Burks Catholic-esque wing tee where you have the fullback ready to go, quarterback. This is an illegal formation here. We have five men in the backfield. Well, once again, it's going to be Jones trying to get outside. He's going to have enough for a first down. There were quite a few Wilson Bulldogs in the backfield there. Yeah, they had five guys in the backfield there. The receiver this side was in the backfield. They had the two backs, the quarterback, and the receiver off to the edge on the other side. So again, see what they do here again. See if 11 steps on the ball here or not. Right now he's up on the ball. Got Cam Jones here in the slot. It's been all running for Wilson. We talked about that before. He has not thrown a pass yet as Gannon uh, Brubaker. I wouldn't, ball the outside. I wouldn't anticipate much. This is Lenhart going to the outside. He's going to be taken down after a decent gain. Closing in on that first down marker. He's going to be down at the 22-yard line. Good opening drive here for Wilson. Again, they've moved the ball. They've tilted the field. They're almost in the red zone here. Uh, it's going to be third and short. Run up, they're giving a first down, it looks like. Now they're going to mark it second and inches. And by inches, I mean the chain. Oh, no, they are going to move it. I was going to say the chain gang standing right next to uh, right next to him. I mean, it was 
But 10 yards there for Lenhart. Balls on the ground. Balls on the ground. Nobody excited on the Exeter side. Wilson falls back on top of it. And we talked about the turnovers. And again, Wilson has put the ball on the ground. Uh, they had two interceptions last week, two fumbles last week. They'll fumble the first week. Again, they're minus three in the turnover game this year. And there again, exchange between a new quarterback and a running back. Balls on the ground. Uh, puts them behind the sticks here, second and long. Uh, let's see what they have here. Again, we have not seen a passing attempt by Gannon Brubaker. I mean, not all that surprising, uh, considering all of their passing woes, especially last week, where they ended up down 35-0 by the third quarter. Yes! Now when we talk about a pass not coming yet, and there it is. Gets it out to the side. And out in the flat there is Brady Klein. I didn't even have him marked down as a wide receiver. He's listed as a quarterback defensive end, and he's a freshman. At six foot a buck 85, but he's able to make the pass out there in the flat. A gain of eight. Big play here for Exeter. Not sure if Wilson has much of a kicking game. They have a sophomore kicker, as we talked about, and I kicked the ball well. Uh, week one, he put the ball down to five yard on the kickoff. So maybe they're in this field goal range at this point, but this is going to be a running play, I would imagine. Here comes a little bit of a jet sweep. We they talked about this before. They are going jet sweep, and it is to number one, Cameron Jones. And he's going to have enough for a first down. And we talked about that. they got to find a way to get the ball into Jones' hands, the younger brother of Jaden. Uh, a little bit of a jet sweep there, a little flip in front. Uh, gives him first and goal here. Uh, we need a great defensive stand here by the Eagles now. Yeah, they're going to be right inside the 10 with 5.45 left here in the first quarter. Still no score between either side. Wilson now lining up two wide receivers. One split out to either side. Once again, Brubaker working out of the shotgun with Jones right behind him. And off is the Jones. Jones up the middle. Runs into a bunch of Eagles, but still a positive carry for Jones. So they're going to say he's down around the six, I believe. They're going to mark it at the six. So that's a gain of four for Jones. His fifth positive play in six attempts. He now has 33 yards. All in this opening drive. Now, uh, earlier in the year against Central Dolphin, they went to a diving backfield, three backs behind the quarterback. Uh, not seeing him get into that. That's something I like to do down low here. So, Gannon in the shotgun. Uh, Brubaker in the shotgun with Jaden Hunter. Here comes the jet sweep. It's going to be an inside run. Quarterback keeper. This time it is a keeper trying to go up the middle. He's going to be stuffed short of the goal line, but he is going to gain about two yards. I would think they're in four-down territory here. I don't think they're going to kick inside the five. Uh, so two plays here to get in, two plays to stop them. So third down and four ball, of course, on the four-yard line here. 4.30 left to play in the first quarter. Coming in off the bench is Landon Farrell, an extra tight end. And now they're sending another player in. Play clock running down to 12. They still have plenty of time here. Offset eye here. You got power eye to the right. They motion him over. Oh, there's the ball on the ground uh, ball again. Is on. Okay, we're going to get a legal shift here. So I believe so. I don't know if I can take the penalty or decline the penalty, though. I might decline this penalty. Uh, it's going to be tough because you can either take it to third and nine by accepting the penalty or just make it fourth down and four. And they are going to accept the penalty and march them back five yards. It'll be third down and nine with 4.08 left to play here in the first stanza. 
They declined the penalty, so it'll be fourth down. Oh, they did decline it. Sorry. I'm staring at the scoreboard, and they have a third and nine <laughs> on the nine. Big play here, right here off the bat, the first drive of Wilson. See if we can hold him here. Again, we've seen him throw one pass to the flat. Oh, no. It is going to be third. They haven't marked fourth on the field. Third up here in the booth. But the ball's on the six, so... Brubaker oh, looking out for of the back space, field. ends up finding him, and that is Ryan McMillan making the catch. And yep. the Bulldogs up 6-0. They ran a little play action there, uh, fake to the back, sent the fullback, snuck him out into the flat to the left there, short play pass into the end zone for the touchdown. And so we talked about Gannon Brubaker coming in not throwing passes. I think he's two for two in that opening drive. And uh, big plays here, got him out of a second and long, and then obviously a touchdown pass. Um. He is two for two for a whopping 14 yards. Ben Rada coming in. And the extra point. Spot is down. Kick is up. Kick is good. 7-0. Wilson on top, 3.51 to play. We'll take a quick break and be right back. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Back here in Exeter, 3.51 to play. Wilson on top, 7 to nothing. Heck of a drive there by the Bulldogs as they ran it primarily down the field. They ended up with nine running plays and two passes as you know we were praising Exeter for getting that punt away, pinning them back on the 36-yard line to start, and they went the rest of the distance uh, to make it 7 to nothing. They did, as you said, nine plays on the ground, most of it by Jaden Jones. Uh, had a nice job there. We had Cam Jones on a jet sweep. Exeter's got to stiffen up in the interior uh, with the defensive line of the linebackers. They cannot allow six, seven yards of carry, uh, especially on first down. Uh, when they had them there third and second and long, they gave up a pass to the flat. Um, so Exeter's got to do a much better job of, of getting longer yardage to get them off schedule here. Uh, so we'll see what happens when we kick off here. This one's going to be short and off to the right side. They're going to let it bounce, and it's going to die around the 17-yard line, picked up and nowhere to go. And that's going to be right about where the Eagles are going to start. Well, field position, Exeter's had two starts now, both inside their 20. And uh, we talked about Wilson getting the ball on the 36-yard line. So, again, field position and opportunity for turnovers. Wilson put the ball on the ground twice. Uh, Exeter's got to capitalize on those situations. But they definitely have to get a drive here together and get points on the board. Yeah, very similar to that Burks Catholic game that I called last week. Burks Catholic lost the field position battle pretty handily as they actually outgained Central Dolphin and still ended up losing by double digits. So weirder things have happened, but Exeter starting on their own 18-yard line. Exeter's going to take another timeout here. They're down a player. There's no guard in the game. Well, it looks like their guard is over there getting a bottle of water, and now there's five seconds left, and they're going to have to take a timeout. <laughs> well, we talked about execution and things like that in big games. That is not the way to go about winning big games uh, when you're not prepared and you're, you're making mental mistakes. 3.47 left to play. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
Home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-Home Oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. All right, well, still first down and 10 on the 18-yard line, 347 to play. Exeter now with their starting guard in the game. It's going to be a quarterback keeper up the gut and a gain of maybe four. Yep, Colin Payne there following fullback through the hole. We're going to give him five, it looks like, bringing up second and five here. Uh, ball just marked outside, inside the 25-yard line to 24. Um, good first down play there, put you on schedule, as we talked about. Uh, X has got to get something rolling here. Again, move the sticks, get down and, and get a score on the board here. It will be about a gain of six for Payne, their longest rushing attempt of the day. Man in motion. This time they're going to fake the handoff. Ball is on the ground. Wilson picking it up, and Wilson marching in for the score. You know, Brian, I'm not sure when I've got Nangle, Yoakum, and Strauss to hand the ball off to why Payne is the feature back starting in this series here. But um, two plays, two carries for Payne. Uh, second one's on the ground, and, and, and this is a little bit of trouble here for Exeter. It's going to be 14 nothing headed into... Well, know, the, refer the referee's all going to chat here. Wilson lining up around him. I thought it was pretty clear cut that he was not down by contact. That ball came out pretty high. Yeah, I, I was I, helmet right on his wrist. And I don't believe that the guy put his, his knee down when he picked up the ball either. So he wasn't down by just putting his knee down. But it looks like the extra offense is, you know, I, I'm not sure either. Offense is staying on the field here. Defense is staying on the field. No, extra's defense is on. Looks like they're giving the touchdown. Okay. And they are giving him the touchdown. So that'll be McMillan. No, it's a sideline warning against Exeter. That's what the discussion was. Sideline warning against Exeter. So the play does stand. Ryan McMillan, a 5'10", 205 a linebacker, scooping and scoring from about 20 yards out. You know, again, we talked about big play, mental mistakes, and, and, you know, not saying one thing led to another, but when you line up on a first down coming after a kickoff and you don't have a lineman in the game, you take a timeout, you know, come back out and two plays later, you, you lose folks and fumble the football. And again, Exeter's got to shore up the mental game here as well. A lot of game left to play, but they've got to pick it up. Exeter crowd picking it up a little bit. But 3.04 remaining. Wilson up 13 to nothing. Rata looking to punch another one in here. Spot is down. Kick is up. And the kick has more than enough juice on it. It is good. It's 14-0 Wilson with 3.04 left. We'll take another break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. 
Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. So Ryan McMillan, his second touchdown of the day. He had a six-yard touchdown catch the first time around to make it 7-0. Now that scoop and score from a, just over 20 yards out makes it 14 to nothing, Wilson. Well, if there is one positive thing to this Exeter offense, you know that they can play behind with the kind of passing attack that they have. So we'll see if they uh, come out with a little bit more urgency on the offensive end of the football and just start throwing it down the field. Yeah, they, they actually came back a, a number of times in the first week against Central York, so certainly have played from behind and done a good job, but this is going to be a key drive here. This ball's got to be caught in the air by Jacob Wolf. Going up the left-hand side. He has here. space. He needs a couple of blocks. He's trying to cut all the way across. He's across he, the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, and he's going to be caught from behind. That's a nice return by Jake Wolf. Got it across midfield, cut it back, had some blockers. Takes the ball down to about the 19-yard line. It'll be Exeter first and goal and the 19 going in, and that is a huge play uh, for Exeter to answer back. You talk about momentum swings. You just need someone to make a big play to take momentum back, and now momentum's in Exeter's side of the field here. They've got to capitalize here and score. Oh, they're going to start on the 20-yard line. I'm no football expert, but with that kind of momentum, I think you take a shot right here and see what you have with the 229 remaining. Yeah, now the guy going off the field right now who's injured is... Uh, is Josh Drake. Josh is a wide receiver and he's their free safety. Starting free safety number five, Josh Drake leading the game. So let's see if that gives a little more um, opportunity here for the Eagles. Drake, one of their best wide receivers as well. And I believe he gets four catches on the year for about 31 yards. All of them coming last week against Governor Mifflin. So a key target out of the game as of right now for the Bulldogs. Exeter, once again in the shotgun. They're going to hand the ball off Pushing the pile up to about the 15-yard line are the Eagles. Yeah, that's an angle over the left side, uh, right behind Kyle Lash, who was not in the game last year, on first down. Uh, but he was this time, did a nice job there, getting some push. Uh, looks like going to give him four yards, maybe five, second and five here. Yep, clock ticking down to about two minutes remaining here in the first. 14-0, Wilson on top. Again, double tight set here, two backs with Payne. And Drake split out wide Blitz left here. coming here by Wilson. Trying to duck and weave, and he's going to get caught right around the line of scrimmage. Well done by Wilson. They blitzed and ended up paying dividends for Nick Weitzel getting into the backfield and making the tackle. Yeah, it's going to be up third and five for Exer. Again, looks like they're going to have to try and throw the ball here a little bit. There's not much running room against that defense right now. You know, you look up front, you've got Ramsey and uh, Rodriguez for the Bulldogs on one side, and you've got um, uh, Memo and Wetzel on the other. So they've done a nice job, that front four here for Wilson so far. Ten seconds now left on the play clock. And we'll see, they are going to have to get this off in a hurry. Three, two, one, and they are going to have to take another timeout. Wow, three timeouts in the first quarter. This has been a, a, a plague of Exeter for years. They're just not ready to get to play in the game and get the play called. So third and five when we come back. Wilson on top, 14-0. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Up to US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a Teenager, Learning the Lingo. 
GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Third and five, 104 remaining here. Wilson on top, 14 to nothing. Exeter got great field position starting on the 20-yard line. They've only gotten five yards so far, and now they're going to throw. They're looking into the end zone and finding a touchdown are Joey, the Eagles. Joey Schlaffer on post route there. A well defended, but he caught the ball, pulled it in for the score, and uh, that puts Exeter on the board here just under one minute to go in the first quarter, uh, and that's a good answer back for the Eagles. Uh, all started off with that excellent return by Jacob Wolf. Now, great job by Schlaffer. That is his second catch now for 31 yards, and the first score of the game for the Exeter Eagles, and it comes with 58.9 seconds to play here in the first quarter. You know, reminiscent of week one, I think Central York had one series on offense in week one against Exeter, and I think Wilson has one series against Exeter so far in the first quarter as well. Kick is up, and the kick is through. 14-7, Exeter cutting that lead right in half with 59 seconds left to play here in the first. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-Home Oxygen offers low- and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Well, the first time that these two teams are playing since, was it 2007? I believe, yeah, 2007, shut out. Yeah, and Exeter was shut out, not shut out here tonight. 14-7, to Wilson on top, though. All right, this is a major issue for the Eagles here. They have not done a nice job covering kicks all season long. Central York exploited them, ball out to the 50 or past the 50, so they're going to squib it. They got an opportunity here. Falls down, 25-yard line. Hey. Down at the 25, so. <laughs> and once again, no surprise for Wilson, it's Ryan McMillan fielding that. He, he is all over the place here today. Special teams, offense, defense, what can't he do here tonight? If there's a ball out there somewhere, his hands are on it. So uh, <laughs> let's see what happens here. Uh, first and 10 for the Bulldogs. You said 25-yard line on the right hash on the home sideline. Uh, Exeter's got to come up here, uh, get a little stifle inside here not let the Bulldog team to run the ball four or five yards at a clip. So again, we'll see what they come out here with. Jones once again in the backfield, lining up next to Brew Baker. Over the tight end trip set here to the left. Jones in motion. It's Cam Jones. Jones in motion. They're going to hand it off. Ball on the ground, on the ground again. again. He's going to get tripped up in the backfield, and he's going to lose some major yards on that. A little too much trickery that time. That's the third missed exchange so far for Wilson in the first quarter. Exeter uses their timeouts. Wilson puts the ball on the ground. Uh, things come in threes. Let's hope something comes in fours and we can recover one now. Unfortunately, that's kind of what happens when you're swapping quarterbacks here, swapping horses midstream, what have you. Yeah, Baker, his first start, and you're going to lose 12 on that one. 
Yeah, well, that is true, Ryan, but last week they put the ball on the ground four times as well with Hoffman. So, you got trips to the right here for Wilson. Offset to the left. This time they're just going to go straight throwing. Throwing it out wide and incomplete. Well defended that time by Andrew Miller. And it will stop the clock with seven seconds left here and bring up third and 22. And we talked about field position. This is an opportunity for Exeter to keep Wilson down here, make them punt coming out of their end zone to start the second quarter. This is a big play here. I would look for some type of screen, some type of a short pass um, with either a back coming across behind or something like that. But look to see if they go to Jaden Jones with the screen pass here. Jones. Yeah, go ahead. Exeter too high look here in the secondary, so they're going to play cover two. A little shovel pass out. to Jones. There's little a little shovel pass. Yep. And not going to get anything. They're going to lose another three yards on that as Jones nowhere to go that time around. It's going to bring up fourth and 22 on the 10-yard line. And Exeter, well done that time around. And that will bring up the end of the first quarter. Wilson on top, 14-7. to We'll be back with more action on the Exeter Sports Network. disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. And we're back here, 12 minutes back up on the board as we begin the second quarter and the teams swap sides. We were just talking about that Wilson drive a little bit. Burbaker missing that third down, or sorry, the second down pass and talking about how they gave him a shot there and thankfully he missed wide uh, towards the sideline and not attempting anything close to that on third down and long. Yeah, Brubaker, as we've seen, he's thrown a pass, a short pass to the flat for the touchdown, and then a little other pass to his left flat as well. Uh, threw the ball to the right there, as you said, on second and long, and just fired out of bounds. Almost looked like the end of the NFL game last night when they were running the clock down for Tampa Bay, just trying to run the clock down and throw. Uh, Jake Wolf, opting again here for a big play. So standing inside their own end zone, the Bulldogs having to get away. Low snap, that one nearly blocked by the Eagles. That would have been a huge turn of events, but this one's going to take a Wilson bounce, and it's going to die around the 46-yard line. Yeah, Jake's got to field that ball, keep it on the, on the plus side of the 50. Uh, he could have come up and fielded that ball. I would like to be a little more aggressive there. Uh, just come up and fair catch it or something like that. But again, great field position here. You know, there's statistics everywhere, but you start a drive uh, from the plus or minus 45, you score 62% of the time. So let's see if that works in Exeter's favor here. So we'll see what Exeter comes out with here. They have yet to involve Strauss in any form of the imagination outside of one play. I believe it was the first play from scrimmage that went for no gain. So no passes his way, only the one rush for their star tight end. And got Schlaffer by himself in one-on-one -on -one coverage here. Safety's cheating to this side of the field. He is it's cheating towards the middle. Eye formation on the give is to Yoakum now. And they go low on Yoakum. Nice job again. Wilson's front seven has done an outstanding job so far. Front eight really in a 4-4 defense. They've done a great job. Uh, again, you know, what a gain of one or two here. Um, 
And he's going to gain two yards on the play. So for Yoakum, his first play from scrimmage. Brings down a second and eight with 11.25 left to play here in the first half. Exeter running in the play. You know, in that series where they had to take a timeout, Kyle Lash wasn't in the game, but Kyle Lash is not in the field this time. So maybe they are rotating series. Who knows? Another handoff trying to go up the gut and taken down low as that is number 22, Nick Weitzel, again with the stop. And we have a player down on the field. I think it's the running back. It is. Unfortunately, it was whoever had taken the handoff here, and it's very difficult to see their numbers, especially at night, unfortunately. It's those dark blue numbers with only the white surrounding them, so yeah. at any kind of distance, everything kind of blurs together. That's number 28, Messiah Robinson, who's the backup running back. Um, Eric Nangle was not in that play. Uh, that's Messiah Robinson who uh, got chopped down there right in front of scrimmage, picked up two or three yards, uh, but he is still on the field, middle of the field. Unfortunately, he went down. That was a very low tackle by Weitzel, and I believe that it caught him right below the knees. Yeah, it got kind of flipped him right up over. Um, so not a good sign here for Messiah Robinson. Um, yeah, but he's walking off, so that's good to see. He is walking off under his own power. Nobody helping him. A slight limp as he's coming along, but we'll see what comes of it but certainly encouraging to see him walk off and kind of shrug off any kind of help as he goes to the sideline. Probably a little more miff than anything. Yeah, big play here for Exeter. Third and five, balls at midfield. Um, started with great field position. Got to pick up this first down. They're in a double tight set. Got Strauss, uh, Slosh, uh, Slopper out here running the deep out again. This time they're going to find him, and again it's short, aiming for Schlaffer. Unfortunately, that one bouncing at about the 40-yard line, and we'll see if they keep the offense here on the field. they got to punt the ball here. And they are going to punt it. Looked like there might have been a thought, and then finally they'll swap some players around on fourth down and five. They'll kick it away on their own. On the other side of the field, they are on the 48-yard line. but Yeah, too early in the game to take a risk here. Now possibly a fake, field goal, uh, fake punt situation here. They're on the plus side of the field in the 49. It's fourth and five. Possible fake situation here. Let's see what happens. Exeter with a man in motion. That sets Wilson to blaze here. And they are thinking about faking it. And that one punted away. That one bouncing out of bounds here on the near sideline at the 29-yard line. A 19-yard punt. And it will give the Bulldogs the ball with 10.41 left to play here in the first half. Yeah, not the greatest punt. They did a little rugby-style punt there. Mikey Moser rolling to his right. Uh, didn't get much of a roll as it bounced out of bounds. Trying to kick the ball away from Cam Jones. Uh, but again, extra great field position there and, and kind of just stalled out quick in two plays. Yeah, more of a uh, spiral than an end-over-end kick there. But again, 10-41. They'll take over on the 29-yard line. Wilson going run heavy here to start. And once again, Jones in the backfield. We're going to get offsides on a left tackle. Left tackle flinched there before the snap. So it will be a false start called against the Bulldogs. And they'll walk it back a few yards. They'll end up starting at the 24-yard line now at first down and 15 with 10.40 to play. 
So again, behind the sticks here, um, I would still think Wilson's going to come out and run the football here, try and get some move back, get into a makeable second down, third down situation. Uh, said they've done a good job running the ball. Uh, two back set here. Almost they were in an eye formation last time. Now they're in a split backs here. Jaden Jones again in the backfield. He will take the handoff, goes to his right now, cuts left, found a hold. There's going to be a flag on the play. I'd imagine that it's going to be coming back again for a hold. You don't get uh, flags in the backfield for no reason like that, and usually they're holding penalties. So I'd imagine we're going to be walking off another 10. Uh, let's hope. <laughs> first and 25, second and yeah, uh, 25, yeah. It is a hold on the offense, so they'll walk it back again. Again, another opportunity for Exeter here to hold them deep in territory. I, I know they got four downs here, but still, um, not a whole lot of plays open to you first and 25 as an offensive coordinator for Jeremy Palm for Wilson over there. Uh, so let's see if they come out. Uh, maybe a quick screen to an outside receiver, maybe a flare out of a backfield to a, something safe for the quarterback to throw. Uh, let's see what we get here. So first down in 25. Yeah, not a whole lot of options here backed up inside your own 20. So they're going to go heavy, and once again, they're going to run it, and nowhere to go. Yeah, About again, a yard or two there for Jones. Not a whole lot of options. Can't throw the ball down the field. Um, I would think they're going to have to come back to some type of quick screen here soon. Uh, try and get the ball to one of those outside receivers. They had trips to the field to their near sideline, to them, to their home sideline. Um, so let's see what we get here. They can't just keep pounding the ball at the middle when it's, it's second and 24. No, an Exeter cornerback sneaking up on those trips wide right. Now under 10 to play here in the first half. They are going to throw the football and go out wide into the flat. Well done, broken up by Exeter. Yeah, that was that's Jake. Oh, was that Eric Nangle? I believe that's Nangle. Uh, uh, it's number 27, Hollis. Hollis had his hands on the ball. There. Yeah, Joven Hollis had the ball in his hands there. Again, I don't see them throwing the ball down the field, so it's got to be some type of quick, something short. Uh, again, another screen draw situation yep. here. Um, I, I would play loose coverage here if I were Exeter, not give anything away. They're going to go two split out wide right, one to the left. Five seconds on the play clock here. They'll swap in the backfield with Jones. Jones taking the handoff, breaks one tackle, not going to break two. Gets up to about the 19, and that's it. And Exeter with a huge stop here. It'll bring up fourth and forever, and they will get the ball back here with right about nine minutes left to play in the first half. So another opportunity for Jake Wolf to make a play here on a punt return again. Field position is right now in Exeter's favor. He's got to field this ball in the air. This ball cannot hit the ground and roll. Uh, as you said last time, though, Ryan, we get, gave good pressure here, so maybe we go after one and try and block it. Let's see what happens. I believe that's Rada setting up around his own eight-yard line. So any kind of block is most certainly going into the end zone. He's going to get it away. That one spirals. Well punted. Caught just outside of the 35-yard line, going to his left and now to his right, and he's going to get spun down, as I believe that is Cameron Jones making his way down the field and making the stop. So they're going to end up spinning him down around the 41-yard line. So it looks like he's about the 45, 45 here. Yeah. So again, good field position again. Here we go. 
Yeah, we talked about field position. The first two possessions of the game for the Eagles where they were backed up inside their own 20. Started one basically inside their own 10 and then started the next one at the 16. And since then, can't complain about field position. No, they got it on their 20-yard line the last time around, now on their own 45. Tail two quarters, huh? Um, let's see if extra goes back to a little bit more of a passing game here. They have not been able to run the ball well. They're going to run it, and they're going to run it with Yoakum. Yoakum finding some space, and he's going to get spun out across the first down marker. And I believe that they're going to let the chain gang march. Yeah, just a little off-tackle play by Yoakum. He, he broke a tackle right there on the line of scrimmage. Raced ahead for 10 yards for a first down. Showed a nice burst of speed there for the fullback in, in a one-back set. Um, extra going to a one-back set here with Yoakum. Uh, two wide receivers, Schmidt and Schlaffer. Schlaffer to the right, Schmidt to the left. And they're going to go right back to the same play again. Yeah, going to try it again. Flag on the field. And it's at the far sideline, thrown around the line of scrimmage. So use your imagination, I guess. Not a good sign for Exeter. They'll probably be walking it back 10 yards, and we'll have first and 20 after the holding penalty. Guess, guess nothing's final until it's final, but. <laughs> you know, Exeter tried, went right back to the well. Uh, they got uh, yardage with Yoakum over the left-hand side the first time, went back to the second time. Nice job by Jaden Jones coming up, making the tackle. And again, uh, with the flag here, holding against Exeter, um, you know, going to bring up second and 20, first and 20. And it is a hold. Drake and Schlaffer both out there as whiteout options. On first down and 20. Wilson leading 14 to 7 with 8.23 left to play here in the first half. So those 10 yards that they just picked up on the ground from Yoakum get erased all the way back to first and 20. Oh yeah, double tight end set, two back. Schmidt is the uh, receiver here to the right. Toss here. Got a little wet below the edge here. Got a little bit. He's going to up past the 50-yard line. I believe that's Nangle. It is Nangle. Going from the 45 to about the, let's see where they mark it. I believe he's going to get nine of those yards back. That's a nice pickup for Eric second there. and 11. Yeah, off to the right side. Puts in the second 11 again. Makeable opportunity here to get to a third medium situation. Uh, let's see what Wilson's going to do. They, they showed some pressure earlier on. Uh, the linebackers, you know, we talked about 21 and 33. You know, um, 21 is the, uh, the, the backup tight end, and 33 is the fullback. Wide receiver in motion. They're going to try to dump oh it off, and God. it's intercepted. Running back was not looking for that one at all. By the time he spun around, Payne gets spun to the ground. Exeter not happy about it. They're going to let the referee get an earful here. But that wouldn't change the play at all. It's an interception for Payne. Yeah, they tried a little screen there to the right. He just missed the receiver completely. Now Wilson has the ball here in the plus 37. Maybe they take a shot here. I uh, know they don't have the quarterback to do it, but this would be an opportunity where you would take a shot offensively, get a turnover on the plus side of the field, meaning on the, on the uh, sideline here trying to score to the end zone, you're trying to score to across the 50. Uh, let's see what they do. We'll see Brubaker two of three today for 14 yards and a score. Bulldogs getting the ball back with 8.02 remaining. An unfortunate turnover there for Exeter, who started with great field position and then lost 10 yards on the penalty and then completely gave it up. The handoff is to number eight this time. 
as Jason Beckford taking the carry and maybe a yard at best. Strauss with the tackle. They're going to give Beckford a yard on the play. Not someone who's carried the ball much this season for Wilson. Jaden Jones getting a little bit of a break here, it appears. It's not going to stop Wilson from running the ball. 16 plays, 13 carries. As we tick down inside seven and a half to play in the first half. Wide receiver in motion. They're going to hand it off once again. Beckford with the carry. Spelling Jaden Jones here for a bit. And brought down by um, Sam Orzelak and Ty Yoakum. They're going to give him six yards, so two carries for seven. And it'll make a third down and four. So we'll see what Wilson does. They've been in this situation before on third and short and decided to go with the play action. Our Brubaker's two touchdowns have come to play. This time they are going to hand it off to Beckford and Exeter ready. They were in the backfield. Joey Reedy came off his defensive end position, made a nice play there. Going to bring up a fourth down for Wilson. So about a yard for Beckford. So big play here again, fourth down. Now Exeter needs to get a stop here. Got plenty of time in the clock to get a drive going. That clock ticking down to just above six minutes. Once again, they're breaking out Brady Klein. Klein had the one pass brought in for eight yards, the first completion of the day for the Bulldogs. And we'll see what they do here. Fourth down and three on the 30-yard line. They are going to throw the football going out wide, and that one, absolutely not enough juice on it. Bounces about four yards in front of the wide receiver. No yeah. pressure, had plenty of time to get it away. That throw was just thrown into the ground. And turnover on downs for the Bulldogs. Now again, Brad Hoffman is the punter for Wilson. Now I know that uh, number 84 has been punting here uh, for the first couple times. But let's see what happens uh, if Exeter makes them punt again. Uh, hopefully get a bad snap somewhere along the line. Not sure about that call on fourth down for Wilson. You don't have the best quarterback throwing the ball. Jaden Jones is back in the game. Uh, I, I think they could have been something else. Try to go a little quick out here. But again, like you said, six minutes ago here in the first half, Exeter's got to put something together. Eagles starting on their own 30-yard line, down by seven with six to play. It is going to be another handoff, this time going up the right side. It is Cameron Jones making the tackle, but it's going to be about 10 yards for Nangle. It'll be an Exeter first down. Nangle his sixth carry for 28 yards, and it will be enough to move the sticks. Yeah, Eric Nangle rarely comes down by the first contact. He is a very shifty back, does a great job. Um, I, again, I like to see when he carries the ball. He does a wonderful job of making people miss or coming off the first contact and falling forward. This time, once again, going to Nangle, going off the left side. He finds more space trying to bounce it out to the sideline and does. It'll be another first down, I believe, for the Eagles as he's going to scoop forward to the 47-yard line. So a 12-yard gain for Nangle that time. 11 and 12 here for 23 on his last two carries, 41 overall. 
Exeter finding success on the edge here. Uh, see if Wilson comes with a blitz on the outside and comes up with an answer for it. But Nangle, last two carries, has hit the edge, turned the corner, and picked up good yardage. Yeah, well sealed there. And this is a Wilson defense. I mean, look, nobody's going to stop Nick Singleton at this level. Uh, you know, going down 35-0, Singleton ended up running 14 times for a buck 37. This time, Exeter throwing the football for a handful of yards. It'll be about four or five. We'll see where they end up spotting it. Joey Schlaffer. You know, picked Schlaffer, up. five yards. Yep. Now three catches for 36. Get a little play action, go back to the run here, move the chains. You have plenty of time here. Keep moving the ball down the field. Once again, still haven't used Strauss at all. As we tick inside five minutes here. Run this time to the right side, cutting it back. And across the 45. First down for Nangle, yep. We'll see where they end up spotting it, going to the 42-yard line. Maybe a flag on the play here. The Wilson coaching staff's looking for a flag. Uh, arguing with the side judge there. I think they were looking for a flag. Some Wilson players were signaling that the ball was down. It's going to be a nine-yard gain. Now 4.40 left to play here in the first quarter, first half, excuse me. And they are going to throw the football. Waiting, looking, firing. First time Schmidt. it's great. Drake inside the five, calling his own number there. It's going to be about a 28-yard pass play to Drake. His first catch of the day. And Exeter inside the five-yard line. And a chance to knock things up here with 4.33 to play. They ran Strauss on an out there. Safety came over the top to cover Strauss. Schmidt ran the post right behind it. Uh, caught the ball there for a big game. An extra chance to punch it in here, first and goal. Big props to the Exeter offensive line. Plenty of time there for Payne to throw that football. That was a long developing play and had enough time to fire it across the middle for 28. Give this it to Yoakum on the left side. Yoakum five yards in in. So Yoakum punches it over out of the eye formation, the up back, the full back, gets the ball, goes over to the left guard behind uh, Sam Orzelak and... Um, uh, plans, uh, Lucas plans. So nice job there for Exeter. Good answer, scoring drive there. Now gets this game tied up after the kick by Mikey Moser. So Yoakum, a five-yard punch in, comes with 4:11 to play. Exeter still needing to convert the extra point here. Ball is down, the kick is away, the kick is good. 14 all with 4-11 left to play here in the first half. Exeter nodding things up on that drive. We'll be right back with more action here on the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Mikey Moser teeing up here for Exeter. 
As we said, 4-11 to go here in the first half, the 14-14 tie between Exeter and Wilson. Uh, tees the ball up on the left hash mark. Again, Exeter's game plan here has to be to keep the ball away from number one, Cam Jones. So let's see if he uh, squibs another one here, see what happens. Tees it up, about to approach the ball. Exeter five by five. Well, let's kick it away there. That one, a little squib kick around the 38-yard line. Once again, do I even need to mention his name? It's Ryan McMillan fielding it. Second time he's done that there today. This time, need a little less theatrics. The uh, Willie Mays catch not needed this time. Wilson will have excellent field position with 4.06 to play here in the first half. Everything knotted up at 14. It was 14-0 Wilson with 3.04 left in the first quarter as McMillan, who, as for mentioned, he had a six-yard touchdown catch. He had a 24-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown to make it 14-0. But since then, Exeter climbing back into it. Schlaffer with a 15-yard touchdown catch, and Yoakum punching it in from five yards out with 4.11 left to play here in the first. So five seconds ticking off the clock. Wilson back with it. Exeter bringing down their entire secondary here. See if they're playing man coverage, trying to stop the run. Yeah, they put Jaden Jones in. That is a bad snap. He's just going to have to fall on it as Brubaker. I'm not sure if he wasn't quite ready for that snap. It didn't seem high. I think it just went right past him. Yeah, he's uh, he was yelling at his center as he walked over here to get the next play. Uh, the center is number 52. Uh, uh, Durning, and I don't know if, if Brubaker, like you said, was ready for the snap, maybe on the wrong snap count. So march off 15 yards there. And referees here are going to talk. The timeout on the field is by the stripes. And it comes with four minutes left here in the first half. Apologies if you couldn't hear me that well the first time around. Apparently my microphone was turned completely around to the other side. So I'm sure that you got some uh, great ambient noise from the field. Oh, Jerry says it was great, so... We'll go with Jerry. He pays the bills. Exeter with it on the, sorry, Wilson with it on the 30-yard line. Actually going to mark it around the 29, so it would be about a 16-yard loss there. And so Wilson goes to a trip set here with three receivers to the left spread out, one receiver to the right. Uh, Jaden Jones is in the backfield. They're looking to reset the clock here. I'm not sure what they're resetting it to. I believe it's going to be three minutes and 50 seconds remaining right now. The clock says 35. Still says 35. But it will be three minutes and 50 seconds remaining here once we finally get the uh, scoreboard up and operating. It allows the Exeter defense to catch a breather here. Well, the last time that we saw this formation, they tried to dump it out. Exeter moving closer on those wide receivers, able to sniff out the little screen out into the flat. There we got 350. So again, trips formation left here for Wilson. Jones in the backfield with Brubaker. Brubaker taking the snap. Getting drawn out to his left. He's going to have to throw across his body, and he's not going to throw that one. He's going to go sack lunch around the 20-yard line. 
Yeah, pressure brought on there. Looked like Lucas Palange possibly, or Richie Karstein, number 66. Richie Karstein with the sack there. Again, uh, opportunity for Exeter to keep pushing Wilson backwards here. Should be third and, I don't know, Ryan, I was a history major, so maybe you want to do the math here. Karstein with the sack. He's going to move him back another five yards. So Brubaker, the first sack of the day there. He's now at negative 18 yards rushing. And as the clock ticks down inside three minutes, third and 35, they're just going to fake the handoff now. Brubaker running up the gut, and he gets across the 25-yard line up to about the 26, 27-yard line, I believe they're going to mark it. So a seven-yard game for Brubaker. And that's all she wrote. Don't want to put a bad moment here, but Exeter has no timeouts as the clock is running. Here's where you need your timeouts, and we blew them in the first half. And so, again, um, just we've got to be better in the second half. In a big game like this, tie game, we could use the clock to our advantage here. Now we've got to use the clock getting the ball out of bounds. Exeter getting ready to field this punt, standing at around their own 35-yard line. It'll be good field position regardless, but... Wilson going to let that tick down inside of three seconds. Once again, a spiraling punt. Not going to be fielded. It's going to take another Wilson bounce. And again, an opportunity kind of wasted as now they're going to start inside their own 20-yard line with a buck 55 remaining. Got a fair catch that ball. That ball cannot hit the ground in that situation. Come up, make the fair catch. You're fine. There's nothing around you. Fair catch, you're safe. Um, now the ball's down inside the 20 with under two minutes to go. Yeah, and when, no I timeouts. when I say a Wilson bounce, that was a solid 15 to 20 yards that they gained by not fair catching that and just accepting it where it lay. Instead, they're going to start inside their own 20 at the 18. And we talk about not having any timeouts remaining here in the first half. You're thinking, okay, they might have decent field position. That might negate some of that. Now you're on your own 18. Yeah, that ball gained speed, I think, when it hit the ground. So, I mean, it took off like a rocket when it hit the ground. Um, Exeter comes out here again with a double tight set. Schlaffer split out wide left. They're going to hand the ball off, this time going up the middle. Making one man miss, two there man Nangle. miss. Joe there Schlaffer goes Nangle. Nangle across the 30, the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. There is a flag on the field on the near sideline. It's going to be probably, again, against the sideline warning. If it was thrown by the side judge. It was. I don't think it's on the field. It's on the sideline. It's going to be a sideline penalty against Exeter. It's going to be a personal foul on the kickoff. So as it stands, a 70, sorry, make it 82-yard touchdown run. And it will stand. So count it. Yeah, nice job by Joey Schlaffer blocking downfield just to cause distraction. And, and a great job by Eric Nangle again. He was headed to this left sideline, cut it back, made a man miss, made another cut, and then took off. But again, Exeter's getting hit for lack of discipline. He shows in the timeouts, and he shows in the sideline decorum here. It, it just is going to kill you. They're going to kick the ball from the 20-yard line now against them. And, and they still have, what, two timeouts, Wilson? Still have two timeouts remaining. Exeter on top by six, looking to make it seven here with a minute 38 remaining. So 82 yards to the house. Who needs timeouts? Yeah, absolutely. Kick is up, kick is good. 21 unanswered here for the Eagles, and they take a seven-point lead with, once again, a minute 38 remaining here in the first half. 
We'll be right back for the finale of the first half. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. The 2021-22 season starts on October 22nd. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. So, Ryan, it appears there was no penalty on that play. Uh, looks like they picked the flag up. Uh, again, so extra kicking off from the 40-yard line here. They've got to kick this ball deep to an edge. They can't just keep squibbing it and getting the ball for 40 yards. There, well, there, that's going to be a good again, job, though. But this, this time it job, takes though. a huge bounce, and it's going to get fielded at the 17-yard line. Wilson with a good return here up across the 40 to the 44-yard line goes Cameron Jones. So Cameron Jones, a solid 27 on that one. Now here's the question, what will Wilson be able to do in, in a passing attack here with a minute 31 to go? Um, I don't see them throwing the ball down the field. Exeter should play a too high secondary here, taking away the middle of the field and the deep outs. Keep the ball in front of them. Well, you had a quarterback that struggled to throw it five yards in front of the line of scrimmage. So certainly you're gonna have to probably throw something behind the line of scrimmage as they go too wide on either side here. Exeter's in a too high prevent defense. The corners are facing in, keeping everything in front of them. They're going to throw a little screen here to the right side. There's a little screen well defended, maybe a gain of one. That's a really nice play made by, again, uh, Jake Wolf coming up there to make the tackle. Can't see who that went to. I believe it was Dendel. It was number, it was Dendel, yes as they faked the throw out into the flat to Jones and went to the right side instead. Once again, throwing the football and right into the arms of the Eagles. That ball is intercepted right there by Ty Yoakum. Exer's got a chance here under a minute in favorable field position inside the 40. Again, this guy for Wilson does not have a passer right now and it shows. And just watching that play out, I'm not sure if he saw Yoakum at all sitting right there in the middle of the field because it looked like it was tailor-made for him. He threw it right to him. If it was a spear, it would have killed him. He hit him right in the chest with it. <laughs> and Exeter getting it back now. Quite a turn of events. He watched Wilson go up 14 to nothing early. And you're thinking, oh, all right, here we go. And Exeter with 21 unanswered and a chance here with 59 seconds left to play to go up two scores on the Bulldogs. Any points here by Exeter are huge at the end of the half. Yeah, you'll take three if you can get them. A little indecision on what we're doing. We got trips to the right. Uh, Payne bringing in Schlaffer in motion. They He's hit throw it Strauss, out. there he is. And there he hits Strauss. Strauss's first catch of the day. Exeter's got to get on the ball and keep going. Gets it about to the 18 You don't need line. to spike the ball here. You don't need to spike the ball here. The, the clock is stopped. Uh, I, I don't like that. Anyway. You don't need to spike the ball. You can throw a quick out there. You can throw a deep fade there, whatever you want. And the clock's going to stop in four or five seconds. There was 50-some seconds left, 54 seconds ago. You don't need to spike the ball there and waste it down. 
have a play called as a speed out by number two receiver, uh, a fade by number one. If it's incomplete, it takes four seconds. What, I, I don't see the need to spike the ball there. It'll bring up second and ten. And this is what happens when you use all three timeouts in the first quarter. Now you're forced into these kinds of situations where you have to make those snap decisions. They're going to throw it out into the flat, making one man miss, and eventually getting tackled is Nangle. They still have plenty of time. It's 40 seconds here. Don't spike the ball. Well, sp it's they're going to spike the now. ball. And it comes with 34 seconds left, and it's going to make it fourth and 10. Or sorry, fourth and seven. They haven't reset the clock there. There it goes. Nangle had one for three yards. Payne now up to 85 throwing the football. It looks like they're trying to put a field goal unit on the field here. And they're going to send the field goal. Here's Mikey Moser in the game. I do not like the way they managed the clock there again at the end of the first half. You still have plenty. I mean, there's 34 seconds yeah, left. Yeah. At the very least, you run a play. If you don't like it, you throw it away, throw it out the back of the end zone. If you don't trust your quarterback to make that decision, this is what you're left with. You have a chance very deep in enemy territory, and you waste two downs, make it fourth down and seven. I believe Wilson might be taking a timeout here. Oh, no, there's going to be a flag on the field. And they're going to walk Exeter back five yards. At it's going to be a delay of game. I put the offense back on the field and throw the ball deep to Schlaffer right here. I think that Payne is going back out onto the field. And they'll bring the offense back out. It'll be fourth and 12 now. You know, in, in big games, you know, you talk about the experience of coaching staffs and things like that. And Doug Dom's in the 17th season across the field there. Coach Bauer's done this for many years, too. It's, it's just a, it's disheartening to see that this type of transpire at the end of the quarter when we had the ball in good field position. But again, I got to think you're going Schlaffer up top here. You're going to have to do something. They're running two wide receivers pretty much in the same space. They're going to chuck it deep into the end zone. One-on-one -on -one opportunity. The ball is tipped away incomplete. As that was number 84. Edison Case knocking it away. I mean, he got one-on-one -on -one towards the back of the end zone, and unfortunately it was well covered by Case. And in an opportunity where you could have come away with some points on the board, free points basically, because you weren't expecting to get that ball back. Excellent field position, but you waste two downs. And again, we're being extraordinarily negative for a team that just put 21 straight up on the board and is leading by seven with 25 to, to play here in the first half. Great point, but Ryan. Great point. <laughs> I imagine they're going to take a knee here. Um, Don't mean to be a negative Nancy. Yeah. We are still winning this football game, but uh, certainly opportunities there for the Eagles to do better. And uh, they're going to have to here in Burks 1 going down the length of the season. They're going to hand the ball Jacob off, nowhere to go. Yeah, you're right. You know, a seven-point lead you're going to half is awesome. If you would have said that, you know, two hours ago, it's a seven-point lead. You'd be thrilled. But just the way it transpired there, you were the first and ten in the red zone, and you came away with nothing. You spiked the ball two to four downs. And it certainly looks like Wilson not in a hurry, and that will do it here for the first half. So again, Exeter, 21 straight points to take a 21-14 lead here entering halftime. We'll discuss everything that transpired after the break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. 
We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager. Learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. 21-14, Exeter on top here at the half. And kind of go over what transpired there in the first half. Take a look at all of these scoring plays. If I can find them here. Wilson got on top about midway through the first quarter as McMillan punched it in from six yards out as Wilson went a pretty fine distance on their first drive for seven points and the score. And then McMillan did it again on the next series, scooping and scoring from 24 yards out with 3.04 left to play in the first quarter. And then Exeter started getting busy. Schlaffer, a 15-yard touchdown reception, cut the lead to 14-7 with 59 seconds left to play in the first. And then Yoakum, a five-yard running play, and knocked it in to knock things up at 14 apiece with 4.11 left in the first half. And then we were complaining about the lack of timeouts and starting on your own 18-yard line. And, oh, what do we know? Nangle, an 82-yard touchdown run to make it 21-14. to Exeter nearly coming away with more points there on the board, but kind of squandered an opportunity. So 21-14 is where we lie. Yeah, so those timeouts were important, just not when we thought they were going to be important. But uh, like you said, you know. Uh, Came a series later. <laughs> yeah, with under 138 to go. So, you know, we didn't expect that to happen. But, you know, a nice job by Exeter coming back and answering back. 21 unanswered points. Uh, great job by the, the running game. We talked about early in the game, they were not able to run the ball very much at all. And uh, here in the second quarter, they really started to establish the run game, putting Nangle on the edge a lot more, uh, mixing up a little bit with Ty Yoakum. But Eric Nangle, as you know, we talked about it, and I know that we talked about in other parts uh, in the previews and things of that nature, is a terrific young running back. Uh, does a nice job, makes people miss, uh, breaks tackles, and, and you saw it there in the 82-yard touchdown run as he took it over the left side, got it down to the visitor's sideline, about the 40-yard line, cut back, made two people miss, and then just took off to the end zone, outran everyone. So a, a very athletic play by him. But a nice job by Exeter answering back, a nice job by the offensive line moving the line of scrimmage and letting Exeter get some yardage. 
So kind of going over some of these stats that I've uh, chicken scratched down here. Payne, 6 of 9 for 85 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, his counterpart, Brubaker, making his first ever career start as a senior. He is 4 of 7 for 12 yards, uh, but one of those completions going for a touchdown. And the other one, an interception return by the Eagles that nearly got them more points here at the end of the first half. Taking a look at the running backs, Nangle leading the way for the Eagles. He has nine carries for 132 yards and a score as the bulk of that coming on the last rush of his for 82 and the touchdown. Meanwhile, Payne has one for six. Yoakum three for 17 and a touchdown. Robinson one for three and Strauss one for nothing. And then on the Wilson side of the football, you look at Jones being the workhorse. He has nine carries for 37 yards. Leonard with one for 10. They ran Cameron Jones twice and he's at negative seven yards after getting caught uh, with a fumble there for negative 12 on his last touch. Brubaker with four for negative 11. Uh, one of those coming on a sack, the other one coming on uh, trying to scramble and losing 15 yards on a botched snap attempt. And then Beckford came in for one series, the senior running back, and he ran three times for seven yards. And then on the receiving side of the football, Strauss has been very quiet with the exception of that last drive. He has one catch matching his jersey number for 18 yards. Schlaffer, the man, on fire here tonight. He has three catches for 36 and a touchdown. Drake, one catch for 28 yards that set up that five-yard touchdown play. And then Nangle, one for three. And on the other side... Yeah, Colin, uh, Carson Schmidt has that catch there for Exeter. Uh, I believe it was, you said for 28 yards or something like that. I thought it was, oh yeah, I did have it marked down <laughs> incorrectly. That is not Drake. Yeah, that's my fault. That is Carson Schmidt. Uh, Drake on the other side does not have a catch. Dendel with one, Klein with one for eight, uh, McMillan the one for six and a touchdown, and then Jones one for negative three yards uh, towards the end of the first half is how these stats break down for either side. Yeah, as you said, as you look over the stats there, the, the, the telltale sign so far in the first half is Wilson's inability to throw the ball. Um, even prior to this game, you know, Hoffman was 38% completion ratio coming into the game. So they have not been a very good throwing team, which when you think about Wilson football, you think about quarterbacks that can throw the ball. Uh, whether it's 15, 20 years ago, back to Kerry Collins all the way through. Uh, Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Sure. You know, Jeremy Palm. Um, you know, they've had the Walters and, and, and Stafford and, and all these different guys who, who are outstanding quarterbacks. They just don't have that this year, which is certainly a, a holds back what their offense able to do. And we saw it here in the first half with not being able to, to make throws down the field, short throws they have to make, and, the, and they're not always the greatest throws at all. So one thing Exeter's got to do here in the second half is they've got to take away the running game completely now. You've got to put the ball into Brubaker's hand and say, okay, if you're going to beat us, you're going to throw the ball and beat us. Jaden Jones isn't going to beat us with the run. You're not going to run the jet sweep and beat us. We're going to pack the box here and make you throw the ball to beat us. And Jaden Jones, again, nine carries for 37 yards, uh, more on par with what he did last week when the all eyes were on him uh, and making Hoffman try to throw the football 28 times. He ran 16 times for 71 and two scores. Uh, the week before, he ran 
That would be 16 times for a buck 10 in a score. So he can break off large chunks of yardage. So if you key on, in on him, Wilson has not shown the propensity to be able to throw the football at all. And, you know, especially not with a quarterback that stands 5'11", buck 65 soaking wet. You know, they have more of a prototypical quarterback uh, in Brad Hoffman. He's 6'2", 205. You think of the kind of stature that you look for in the backfield at your quarterback position in a prototypical passing type offense, and that would be your guy. That That's your dude at 6'2", 205, uh, especially at this level of play. Uh, maybe a little bit different here with Brubaker behind center for Wilson, but again, it, you look at the first couple of weeks, Hoffman went 5 of 12 for 63 yards. Last week, he went 10 of 28 for 99 yards and two picks. So, you know, regardless of who's behind center, they have not shown the ability to throw it down the field well. So you key in on the run and hope for the best here going forward if you're the Eagles. You know, one of the things you got to look at too is Hoffman was a big running feature for them as well. I don't, I don't see the same uh, running op opportunities for Brubaker. Now, he did come in the game last week for two carries and, and uh, ran the ball, but he also fumbled a snap last week as well. So we've seen Wilson put the ball on the turf a number of times. They've gotten him back. We saw the interception there by Yoakum. Um, opportunities are here for Exeter to make a big play defensively, again, and get field position. If they can continue to build this lead, you know, coming out here in the second half, Wilson's going to get the ball. Exeter's going to have to kick off here. We've seen the ball get squibbed here a couple times, but even when the squib the last time, the ball is out to the 40-yard line. So Exeter's got to kick the ball away from Cam Jones and take their chances, but kick the ball deep. So taking a look at some of these scores around Berks County and beyond, Governor Mifflin on top of Cacalico, 35-0 at the half. Governor Mifflin with well over 300 yards in the first half, and tell me where the surprise part comes in there. I'm sure Nick Singleton has at least 100 of them, if not more. You know, it was interesting last week against Wilson for Nick Singleton. He carried the ball seven times in the first half. It was... 35-0, 28-0 at the end of the first half. He only had seven carries. The quarterback ran the ball a lot more, and that's a feature that Mifflin now has. Um, you know, you, you, they're a huge dive team. They're going to give the ball to the dive man. He's going to churn away and, and gain yards. And, of course, all the focus is on Nick Singleton, but that quarterback did a really nice job last week against Wilson, carried the ball, carried his fakes out, faked the pitch, turned it up. Uh, they have three very good dimensions to that uh, dive option offense with the fullback, the quarterback, and of course Nick Singleton. And like you said, I'm sure of that 300 yards, he probably has at least 125 to 150 of it right now. Yeah, no uh, surprise there from the Penn State commit. Conrad Weiser currently on top of Elko 21 to 12. Make that 28-20. Conrad Weiser on top of Elko. That's the game that I could have been calling had Jerry not hired me away, so thank you, Jerry. And Kutztown on top of Peckway Valley, 44-15 with nine minutes left in the, is that right, the second quarter? Uh, that's good for Kutztown, a, a program that has struggled to have numbers, to have a program, to be up by, uh, you know, 20-some points here at, at what you say, nine 29. minutes ago? yeah. Yeah, with, uh, you know, almost a whole quarter to go. Good for Kutztown. That's nice to see. You know, and next year they'll move down and play schools like Peckway Valley down in the Lancaster Lebanon League. So an opportunity there for those uh, smaller teams in Berks County to get competition their own size. Yeah, going back to the Wiser game, Elko losing their all-state quarterback uh, last year, and Braden Bohannon now at 
Lebanon Valley College. I'm employed by Franklin Marshall, so unfortunately I had to watch Braden Bohannon beat F&M this past weekend. Uh, not quite single-handedly, but he did uh, Braden Bohannon things uh, for the Dutchman, and Elko now relying on Luke Williams at running back to pick up most of the load. He was their fullback. Uh, got a lot of carries in and around the goal line in pretty much their wing T formation that they run. Uh, but they are currently trailing 28-20. to 20. So 8-10 left here. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the second half coming up and maybe a little bit of the future ahead for both sides. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe and Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. Once again, 21-24, Wilson was up 14-0, and Exeter came storming back. 21 unanswered here, taking a seven-point lead into the break. And we talked about what could be done from Wilson's side. You know, what do we look at? On the Exeter offensive end of the football, we talked about stopping the Wilson rushing attack and making them one-dimensional. What do we see here with the Exeter Eagles going forward? Uh, I think Exeter has to come out and run the football here and, and run the clock. Um, obviously, we need to get a stop here to start the second half with Wilson getting the ball. But after that, if we still have the lead, I say we go back to the running game, let Eric Nangle get behind Ty Yoakum and just keep running the football until they can stop it. Again, the uh, line of scrimmage has moved to, to Exeter's favor here in the second quarter. Yeah, Wilson with slightly more offense uh, here in the first half than they had all game against Governor Mifflin. They only had 182 yards of total offense, most of that coming from Jones. Uh, it would be interesting to see if they decide to stick to their guns and stick with Brubaker as their starting quarterback as he has not shown the propensity to move the ball forward and not offering anything on the ground. Hoffman, for you know some of his faults, ran the ball 23 times in the first two games of the season. You look at some of the total yards of halftime. Paul Roberts has done more work than I have, apparently, as he has Exeter with 240 total yards, Wilson with 46, and then rushing yards, Exeter with 160, Wilson with 31, Nangle, with a buck 32. I'm glad that we match up there. Uh, Yoakum with a five yard and Schlaffer with a touchdown catch. Yeah, so he's doing all right. He has uh, Payne six for 12 for 80 yards, Brubaker four for eight for 15 yards. 
So yeah, we're pretty much uh, right on par there. Bulldogs, one of six on third downs. One of them was the conversion deep in Exeter territory as they brought in Klein as a tight end and hit him for eight yards. And that was there uh, right on the first drive. So that makes them one for one and then 0 for five going down the rest of the way on third down. You know, we talked about field position that first quarter. You know, Exeter backed up. Wilson had good field position. They drove the ball and scored. Second quarter field position switched, and you saw the difficulty Wilson had and the opportunity Exeter had moving the ball down the field. So, again, um, Exeter coming out here, if they can get field position and make them one-dimensional, you talk about what do we need to do offensively, you know, we can still throw the ball. I, as you said, Payne's got good numbers in the first half. The, the interception he threw was a, a screen pass. He just completely you know, missed the guy and threw it right to the defender. Uh, our two turnovers would come on quarterback run and, and, and the screen pass. So opportunity to still throw the ball down the field. We, we've seen, you know, Schmidt catch a long ball. We've seen Schlaffer catch some. If, if, if you keep saying if, if we can get Strauss opened up here a little bit, getting more involved in the offense, um, who knows what happens. But again, key drive coming out here to start the third quarter. Yeah, so an interesting lineup ahead here for Exeter as they take on a handful of Lancaster Lebanon opponents here. Uh, as they face Wilson here tonight, they play next Friday at Hempfield. Uh, once again, going up against another very large school there uh, in Lancaster County. Then they play West York as they have a Saturday night game, a 6 p.m. kickoff on the 25th and what should be an interesting matchup down there. And then you get Muhlenberg on the docket, and then you have Governor Mifflin, where all eyes are going to be on you. And then you get to hear me again on the Burke's Catholic side of things on Friday, October 15th, as we're going to have both broadcasts going at the same time, 7 o'clock at Burke's Catholic. I don't know where you guys are going to be sitting, but hopefully I'm in the press box. I think we'll be over in the new center they built to corner of the school, maybe on the roof looking down over the concession stand. We'll see what happens. There's only enough space there for a producer and myself on that left side of the press box. So we'll see where, uh, where everyone gets stuck. And then they finish up uh, with a fairly favorable matchup against Redding High here at home on the 22nd and then at Daniel Boone on the 29th. So unlike Burke's Catholic where it feels like uh, a lot of their uh, hopes and dreams are going to get caught up if they can play Exeter well uh, on the 15th. You know, they have Governor Mifflin lined up on the 29th in what could potentially be a make-it-or-break-it situation for uh, both sides at that point. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, looking at the schedule, extra is favorable the next few weeks uh, going into the Mifflin game. they got to get through this game first. Um, Hemfield, you know, usually is a good team. Uh, I think they have, have gotten back a little bit the last few years here. Uh, West York, I believe, is down. Um, so opportunity here after tonight to, uh, to play some games and, and put some more W's on the board. Yeah, West York hasn't played a Burks opponent since 2019. They played at Wyomissing <laughs> on a wonderful 130 game, and they got absolutely shellacked 48 to nothing. So we'll see what they come out here with in 2021. I won't be there to see it, but uh, you certainly will. Yeah, and we look forward to traveling all the way to West York. That's going to be awesome. I uh, could have been at Chichester here tonight <laughs> as uh, Burks Catholic traveling all the way down there, and I believe Chichester a 6A squad. That is a massive challenge for the Saints. Now that game's tomorrow, right? No, the Chichester right game now? is okay. tonight. Okay. Uh, it's Boyertown playing tomorrow. Okay, okay. As they get the day game. So we'll take another quick break here right before the half. 21-14 Exeter on top. And we'll have second half action for you right here on the Exeter Sports Network. 
irresponsible Call me unreliable Throw in undependable too Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Exeter coming running out from the near sideline here. Once again, wearing their home books with the white helmets. Wilson apparently down at the opposite end of the field. Meeting right around the goal line here as they look to come running out to their traveling fans. And they've certainly come here in spades. There's an awful lot of Wilson student section out there on the hill. You have one student there waving a bulldog flag. A pretty full visitor section, as you might expect. And Wilson would travel well here, especially just going cross town over to Exeter. Yeah, as we said, nice crowd tonight. Absolutely gorgeous night for high school football here. Uh, and, and a very good high school football game. You know, we talked about the, the things that went wrong here, this, that, and everything else, turnovers. But again, this is, this is high school football. Uh, it's a very good game so far. And it should be a very electrifying second half. Should be a good one as now they put an extra couple of minutes up there on the board. I thought that we were ready to go and apparently Wilson needs some extra time to stretch out in a big circle. So I'm not sure I consider that a circle. It's, it's kind of like it's morphing into something, yes. <laughs> An amoeba type of uh, looking design. Michael Mennett in the house, the former Penn State offensive lineman, was in training camp this past uh, this past summer. Yeah, Michael was a, a six-round pick for the Cardinals, and uh, you know, unfortunately, things just didn't work out for him, but. Obviously, another opportunity to get on a practice squad somewhere in the NFL and uh, make his way through that. And I'm sure that's what he's going to look to do. Uh, a lot of guys come through the practice squads these days, especially with COVID and things of that nature. Yeah, especially with COVID restrictions this year, you see a lot of teams loading up on quarterbacks that you don't have a Denver Broncos situation from last year where they had to have a starting, well, not even a starting wide receiver. It was a backup wide receiver who played quarterback in college. And uh, thankfully for me, I convinced the person that I was playing in fantasy to pick him up because he might have a big game, uh, might run the football a little bit and not throw it nearly as much. And uh, let me just tell you, that worked out really well in my favor. Well, there you go. So you, so you bamboozled someone to pick up a guy who's going to carry the ball seven times and get sacked nine times and probably throw the ball for about 35 yards. It worked out really well for me. Don't cry too much for him because he uh, snatched James Robinson off of my uh, my roster this past year in the keeper league. I decided to keep Saquon, so. Eh, I think it's a good pickup. Team's just about getting ready to go underway here as the referees chatting it up with the Exeter sideline here. 
Not quite sure what they have the chat about going forward here. Be interesting to hear what both halftime half uh, talks were in the locker room. Uh, Exeter coming into this game, obviously, having never beaten Wilson, Wilson having never lost Exeter, uh, Wilson probably hasn't lost the two Burks County teams in back-to-back -back weeks and I would say probably 50 years. So I would be interested to hear how those conversations went to the teams from the head coaches, Doug Doms and Matt Bauer. I think for Exeter, the long and short of it is you have to minimize your mistakes. And that's mistakes both on the field as you had you know, a fumble, you had an interception return for a touchdown, uh, you had some mismanagement over here on the sideline that led to you taking three timeouts early in the first quarter. You know, so I'm sure that that's a lot of it. You scored 21 unanswered, you're on top by seven, and at this point, it's all about just managing the game and managing, you know, things that you can control. So it's getting in the plays from the sideline. It's making sure that you take care of the football. And if you do that well here in the second half, you're up by seven. You should be coasting in uh, for a victory here. There's 12 minutes up on the board. And the opening kickoff for the second half squibs its way to about the 40 as Wilson going to have to dive on top of it before Exeter recovers, recovers an onside kick attempt, if you want to call it that. But he had to dive on top because Exeter was bearing down on him as that was a slow roller to the 40-yard line. Yeah, but Wilson gets good field position to start the second half here on the 40-yard line. Uh, let's see what their game plan is coming out. I, I think they're going to try and establish the run again with Jaden Jones and, and work the edge with uh, Cam Jones. So. I mean, Exeter clearly afraid of kicking it deep and allowing Wilson's skill players to have any kind of opportunity here as they come bunch formation out to the right side. They're going to hand off the football and tackled in the backfield is Jones. He's going to go back to the line of scrimmage and possibly lose a yard. And it's going to be J.R. Strauss making the tackle. Again, Wilson coming out, running the ball off right side here. Uh, off tackle, linebacker Jar Strauss there to make the play. Wilson keeps coming out to this trip formation. You know, tight end close on the back side, so the tight ends to the left, trip receivers to the right. Brubaker's in the gun again. Single high safety. This time they fake it. Quarterback keeper going over to the left-hand side, and he's going to get taken down after a gain of about three. Real nice play by Andrew Miller there coming up from his cornerback position. Uh, looks like possibly uh, number 55 is cramping up. Uh, Lucas Palange is, is down, holding his right calf. Looks like he's got a cramp here. Yeah, guys are starting to push the cramp out for him. But a nice play there by Andrew Miller coming from the cornerback position, putting Wilson third and long. Yeah, once again, Exeter playing well up on the bunch formation there, not letting Wilson get any kind of advantage, even if they wanted to try to throw any kind of screen pass out there. You saw Exeter blow it up a couple of times in the first half, at least once, that they tried to just screen it out, and it was taken down immediately uh, by those cornerbacks playing up. Yeah, so interesting to see what Wilson's going to go with here. Uh, they've tried to screen before. They tried that shovel pass in the first half in this type of situation. Um, you know, they, they've thrown the out a couple times to the flat, but they've come out of that trip formation. Exeter's overloaded the trip side and said, okay, if you're going to throw the ball, throw in the coverage. If you're going to run the ball, run into our numbers. Um, 
We'll see what kind of third third down play. What's like third and seven here? Trying to dial up, see what they do. We'll see the first time down the field. They did do a little bit of play action, especially when you weren't quite sure what Brew Baker was going to be able to do. That was the first time that he had seen him throw the football, and he made that completion for eight yards. And then the next time he threw was the six-yard touchdown pass. But again, a lot of that coming off of the play action. Maybe now that you've seen it a little bit, you will be a little bit more prepared for it. But again, third and long. Uh, I think I'd heat him up here. I'd bring the blitz here. Um, you know, I, we, we saw what happened when they got him over here and he rolled out, had a chance to throw the ball away and ate it and took the sack. A um, little bit of a change formation here now. Looks like they're in two-by-two two set here, uh, which obviously is a passing situation, passing formation for him. Cam Jones coming in motion. Three by one. So they are going to throw in a flag on the field, and it's before the snap. So I have to imagine that it would be a dead ball on, off on the offense. Yep. They'll be walking it back. So they were just going to take a Full shot start. there deep. They're going to throw the ball deep to uh, number 84, or actually number 11. Um, well, that was the first time that you saw Brubaker throw it longer than eight yards today. Yeah, that, that's uh, Dendel. They, they had Dendel out there. Uh, I believe he's against uh, Jake Wolf. They're going to take a shot deep there and just throw it up. Yeah, it does look like Wolf on that far side as the cornerback. Here on the near side is Andrew Miller. Different formation here. They're in a double tight end set with a wing to the left, twins to the right. And they're going to play action here. Play action. Ball to the flat. They do get it out in the flat. And once again, they find their man. It's number 89 again. And down the sideline he goes. Three and he's going to waltz in. For Exeter. Three missed tackles. Nope, they call him out of bounds. Out of bounds. Knocked out of bounds by Kellen Boyer at the 30-yard line. Not as lucky as it gets there is Brady Klein again on third down. He was the first catch of the day for Wilson. Yeah. He broke two tackles, got knocked out by Kellen Boyer at the 30-yard line, but first and uh, first and ten here. That's that's probably the most uh, explosive offensive play they had of the day. Uh, most certainly it is, as that goes for right around 30 yards, and it comes with 10:21 remaining here in the third. That one coming on a third and seven play, and we're going to have a play flag thrown, and it is going to be delay of game. That play clock hit zero. Oh, happens on both sidelines, it appears. So they'll walk it back five yards. It'll be first and 15 from the 35. As once again, they have two wide receivers split out wide here to the right, one to the left, two in the backfield. Brubaker yelling it in. Now taking it, handing it off. A good gain there of about five yards. Looks like they got the penalty back, making second and ten. I believe that went to Jones. Yes, it was. So Jones. Five yards on the play, give him 42 on the day on 11 carries. Now his second of the second half. Once again, similar formation. 
they have Sean Dendel split out wide left here. And movement on the offensive line. As that was number 53 getting caught Hassler. offside Hassler. Yep, yep. A 6'1", 265 senior lineman. Marches him back five yards again. So once again, on the 35-yard line. Well, let's see what Wilson comes up with here. Second and long. Extra plan of two high coverage, two safeties. A little cover two. Handoff up the middle. Handoff again, and once again, he'll get about five yards. We'll see where they mark him down at. It'll be right around the 20, sorry, the 31 yard line. So he'll get four yards on the play. 9.07 remaining here in the third. Exeter on top by seven, 21 14. Wilson is going to play action here the last time with that tight end out into the flat. Let's see what they do here. Fullback and tight end here. They've got a fullback to the right, tight end to the right, and a receiver to the right. Back to pass. This time Brubaker trying to escape, tries to throw it. I believe it was behind him. We'll see where they spot it, but they're going to give it to Exeter right now. Ball fell out of his hands. He was trying to throw it. it looks like it was recovered by number 24. The referees are going to chat. I thought that it was yep, a lateral, First down. Yep. but it fell is going to be Exeter. Fell backwards. So there's a big turnover. Uh, that was Miles Brand, a sophomore, uh, coming up with the turnover there. So again, we talked about the ball being on the ground, and there it was again on the ground for Wilson. This time, extra came up with it, and great field position here. Well, that was Brubaker stepping up into the pocket, realizing he had absolutely nothing, and then he just threw it in Jones's direction. Is now trying to go off right tackle and getting absolutely shellacked. Are the Eagles? that might be Nangle again. Yep, that's Eric Nangle. So Nangle two yards on that play. Now up to 134 on the day. Bring up second down and eight on the 49-yard line in Exeter territory. Clock ticks down to around eight minutes to play. Once again, another handoff for Exeter. It is Nangle again. This time he gets across midfield down to the 48. So it'll be three yards, and it'll bring up third and five. And Exeter's in a situation here where they can run the ball or throw it down a distance-wise, but if they don't get it, I think they've got to punt the ball here. But again, opportunity here to possibly get the ball to the tight end. Strauss coming up uh, from his tight end position. Uh, we've got Schmidt out here, flanked to the left. Strauss, the tight end to the left. I mean, he's a big target, six foot three. Kind of hard to miss when he's out there on the field. And they're going to go hard, hard count, and when they draw the flag, so we'll see. I don't know if it's going to be enough to get a first down, though. Let's see, possibly. I think just where they have the ball spotted, it might be. But referees are going to chat as to whether it was encroachment. He did come across, I believe, before any yeah, kind of movement on the offensive Wilson. line. And it is going to be on Wilson. So it is going to be encroachment. And first down. it yep, will be a first down. 
Good call, Ryan. Good eyes. Lucky guess. Yeah, sometimes better to be lucky than good. So but again, a good hard snap there. Yeah, good, good hard, hard count. count. Got him coming across the line of scrimmage. First and 10 now. 10.45 to go in the third quarter, and it's 32 to 7, Burks Catholic. As they get that one out to Schmidt, his second catch of the day. Just short of the first down marker. A little out route by Schmidt. Um, Given the first down, looks like. And I believe. No, no, second down. Second in inches. Well, here I take my shot to, to Schlaffer right here. Ball's in the 33-yard well, line. may as well. It's, it's second in inches. Flex Schlaffer out here and throw it deep. Well, we're going to pack it in. I mean, no reason not to uh, take a chance here, but they will try to play it safe. Nangle in the backfield. They're going to hand off to him. This time, Jukes out to his left. He has the first down and more. He's across the 25, and he's going to be marked out around the 21-yard line. First so he gained it 12. Yep. 149 on the ground now for Nangle. At this point, I just stay with the run game here. Run the clock, run the ball. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to throw it, that was your chance because, I mean, what are the odds you're not going to pick up six inches on your next running play? You could fall flat on your face and pick up six. With Yoakum in the backfield or Strauss or someone like that and get in front of Nangle. All right, now Yoakum is in the backfield with Nangle. He's going to guide Nangle down the left-hand side. Nangle trying to cut it up the field. He gets across the 20. And a flag on flag the play here. afterwards. A little extracurricular activity uh, here on the sideline. Exeter and they went might, back at it. And they might be offsetting, so. Exeter should have just walked away. They had a 15-yard penalty there, and they couldn't walk away from it. Would have walked them inside the 10-yard line, down to about the 6, and now, in all likelihood, it's going to be offsetting. The worst part is I'm not even sure it was someone on the field. Uh, came across into the bench area of the Eagles. I think Exeter's personal foul is someone from the sideline who's not even playing. I believe it was number 79. Yeah, so there's a, yeah, 79 is way back here. He's being protected by about 10 different teammates being hidden from his coaching staff. Just a, a, a terrible decision by, I'm not sure who 79 is, but you're not even in the game. You're not even in the game. Yeah, if you're Cole Heckman, you're just trying to stay as far away from the coaching staff as humanly possible right now. Yeah, you would learn to run that hill uh, a lot come Monday. A two-yard gain for Nangle, and that's all she wrote there. It's going to be second down and eight. That would have been a personal on foul. On the 19. It would have put us to the 10-yard line. So they have it on the 19, a gain of two. 7.02 remaining here in the third. They're going to hand it off to Nangle again. This goes. time he jukes up, up the middle, and he's inside the 10. Nice cut there. Put his foot in the ground, got vertical in the hole, right off right tackle, following behind Yoakum and over uh, Sam Orzelak and Anthony Kachese on that right side. I believe they're going to give him the first down there, so eight yards on the carry as they've just gone to Nangle. They've gone to Nangle five times here. for 27 yards here on the, the second half. Once again, Nangle still in the backfield. 
Yoakum ahead of him. This time, under Payne center, going yeah, under center. Yeah. This time they go to Yoakum. Yoakum stuffed in the backfield, and he's going to find himself greeted by about three different Bulldogs. I would tell you, they line up in an I formation again. They just fake the ball to Yoakum. Play action off it and throw to the tight end down the middle of the field. There's no one there. Every white helmet with a red stripe and a bulldog came flying up to Yoakum as soon as they opened up to the left-hand side there to handle that ball. Well, you hope the Eagle coaching staff has seen the same thing that you have with your binoculars. They're a lot closer than we are. Going into the huddle is Payne. They have one wide receiver split out wide right. That is excuse me, Schlaffer. This time. That's Strauss on the, on the pitch Strauss, around to the edge. I believe it's going to be coming back for an illegal motion. They weren't set again. They were play not clock set. Down. And once again, that play getting in late, having to rush the snap. And in all likelihood, Exeter's offensive line already knowing and walking back. Yeah, Wilson's got to take this penalty here. Oh, you'd have to imagine. I mean, third and 11, yeah, sure, but. They're back. declining the penalty. Wow. I mean, you're, you're already in field goal range here. Wow. I mean, not much there by Strauss. Strauss ran around the line for maybe a yard. I believe he lost one on it. So Strauss now two carries for negative one yards. Well, you're in field goal range here with Moser. I mean, this throw has to be a perfect throw to a wide open receiver or throw the ball away. I mean, you're talking about a 28-yard attempt now instead of a 33-yard attempt, and at this level. Never mind, it's Nangle up the middle. It is going to be Nangle up the middle. He's in the end zone. And they gave we'll the wait for the signal. There it is. Nangle across for his second score of the day from 11 yards out. No mistake there, 28 unanswered now for Exeter, and it comes with 5.16 remaining I gotta here in the second half. The happiest person on the Exeter sideline is number 79 right now. That Exeter scored a touchdown. I think he can show his face again. <laughs> 5.16 remaining here in the third quarter, and an 11-yard touchdown run for an angle again. Back-to-back -back touchdowns for him. And it's now 27 to 14. We'll wait for the extra point as the as the Eagles missing a player and deciding to I throw think it's an the long snapper. It is the long snapper. It was number 13 sprinting it's in. Jake Wolf, who's the uh, DB kick returner, he's also the long snapper. Kick is up, no pressure. The kick is good. And now it's 28 to 14 with 5:16 remaining. Four straight touchdowns for the Eagles. It'll be Bulldogs ball when we come back. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. So. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now. And our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Exeter up by two scores over top of Wilson. 
and certainly did not see this coming after Wilson off to a hot start, went up 14-0, and then since then it's been all Eagles. 28 unanswered for Exeter. Now 5-16 remaining here in the third stanza. And we'll see if Exeter now feels comfortable kicking it deeper, if they'll concede the field position to Wilson yet again. And they're just going to punch it over there to an open gap. It's going to go out of bounds. Wilson will take over on the 35-yard line or make him re-kick it. Let's see what they want to do. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you might want to have them just re-kick. That's a gain of about seven yards off of where it went out of bounds. So I think you might be able to do better than that. But it looks like nope, they're putting their Wilson's, offense on the field. Wilson's just going to take it and say thank you for kicking it out of bounds. Illegal procedure, five yards. We'll bump it up to the 35. Well, we're going to have to see what Wilson does here, what they're going to want to do, because right now this game is in balance for them. They've got to do something here. Extra defense has picked itself up a little bit. Um, Wilson has to run the football. Uh, we'll see if they come out and throw it. But I mean, it does make this very one-dimensional for Exeter. I mean, they're going to throw a little bit more out there. It looks like they are going too high safety. Strauss in motion, looking to cover that slot receiver. And they're going to run the football again. Jones trying to go off right tackle and Exeter right there to swarm him. He'll gain about four. Anthony Gachese led the charge there for the Eagles. Grabbed Jones from behind. Jones kind of pulled away. But again, they're just going to keep running the football. Well, still plenty of time left here in this game. It's only a two-score game. Five minutes left here in the third. So they are able to kind of take their time a little bit as it looks like they'll go trips left. Go a little bit heavier here on the right-hand side with the extra tight end. And that is also where Jones will line up. Well, Jones now trying to cut back across the field. He's tackled. Again by Cachese, coming in from his defensive end position on the left-hand side. Once again, read that. Jones trying to go across over to his left. Didn't like anything there. Tried to cut it back, and right there waiting for him was Chasey. So he'll make it third and three from the 42-yard line. We'll see if Wilson dares to maybe do a little play action here and try to catch Exeter off guard because they are swarming that football right now. They are just going to hand it off up the middle. First down and more coming across midfield down to the 46-yard line is Jones again. Strauss on the tackle, but not before a first down for Wilson. So 12 more for Jones. He's up to about 64 on 15 carries. Clock now under four minutes to play here in the third. Exeter needs to start holding right now. They can't let this ball keep going downfield. Bulldogs driving on the Eagles' side of the field. They're going to hand off again, slipping and falling in the backfield. We're going to have a foul here thrown late. We'll see what this ends up being. As Jones slipped and fell about a yard behind the line of scrimmage. I don't think it was a face mask there, but possibly. It's To me, yeah, right here at midfield, it, it looked yeah. like his... Feet slipped out from under him, and that's probably because he was grabbed around the face mask. So 15 yards, moving on down the field. Or it's just going to be five. Never mind. I didn't even know they had a five-yard penalty in high school. <laughs> Clearly, neither did I. So <laughs> they'll make it first and ten. 
Still waiting for no, Jerry. First and five, excuse me. Still waiting for Jerry to get us that PIAA rule book. It's coming with your next paycheck. Run off left tackle there. That time Brubaker handing off to Beckford, his first carry of the second half. He's going to move it from the 41-yard line all the way down to the 32. So a nine-yard carry for Beckford. His fourth carry for 16. Wilson going hurry up. They're not stopping for anything here. As out down to three minutes. Once again, handing off to Beckford. This time off left tackle and nothing there. Maybe a yard if he's lucky. Looks like he'll be down at the 31. So maybe a yard for Beckford. Jones back in the game, Beckford out of the game. So again, Wilson bringing their tail back, back in the game here, Jaden Jones. This time two wide receivers split out wide to the left, one to the right. They're going to fake the handoff. Going up the gut with it is Brubaker. Brubaker taken down shy of a first down. But a decent gain there will bring up a third down and manageable for Wilson. This is a good drive for Wilson here, putting, um, you know, moving the ball quickly at the line here. A little, little quarterback sneak. Just getting across the line of scrimmage. As Brubaker, another carry. He's now in the positive, carrying the football. As Brubaker just across, lands it on the 20-yard line. Pretty easy to spot the quarterback sneak. The only time he goes under center is when he's going to carry quarterback sneak up the middle. So Wilson brings the three receivers to the right, tight end trips. Looks like they have the tight end split over to the left-hand side with the fullback right along the line of scrimmage. Jones oh, in, motion. in motion. Yeah. And yeah, there's way too much movement on that. Now the argument the could be made that they didn't snap the ball, so they can put two men in motion if they both come stop it before the ball is snapped. I think the referee's a little premature there, and Wilson coaches are not happy about that, but yeah. the ball never snapped. Yeah, Doug Doms has seen a lot in his uh, 17 years as Wilson head coach, 162 victories, and rightfully unhappy with that call. But it'll make it first and 15 on the 25-yard line of Exeter. A minute 30 remaining here in the third. Exeter on top by two scores, 28-14. have to imagine even on first and long, they're going to run the football here. This time they are going to hand it off. Jones getting met almost immediately. Gets tossed back. Gain of two on the play. As Jones now up to 66 yards on 16 carries. Make it second and 12 on the 21-yard line. Clock now under a minute here in the third. Wilson a little late movement here as they split Jones out wide right. They're going to look Jones's way. He comes in a post. It's tipped and nearly intercepted by the Eagles. 
Yep, they were trying to throw the post down the middle. I'm not sure who got their hand on it. The pressure was there. Brubaker would have had Jones coming on that post route. Nice, easy throw right down the middle of the field for him. Trying to get them something going here. It'll make it third down and 12. It's Brubaker only his second passing attempt here of the second half as Wilson content to run the football down two scores. Now, this is a big play here. Third and 12. Exeter should bring some pressure here. They're going to throw. They're going to throw out towards the corner of the end zone. And no flag on the play. Wide receiver kept drifting towards that corner and eventually ran out of real estate. As it's going to be incomplete, and I'll bring up fourth and 12. Jake Wolf on the covers here. Kind of just ran him off the route. And uh, you know, so big decision here for Wilson. Down by 14 with just one more play here for them in the third quarter. You know, they're going to throw the ball or, or possibly a screen. If they have a trick play, it's going to be right here. I don't think that they're going to get a play in, in in time here. They're likely going to have to take a timeout if they do. There's five seconds on the play clock and nobody in a hurry. So they may just take the five-yard penalty. Well, so they called timeout. Did they take it? I think they called timeout. They did yeah. take the timeout. So they just let it roll, and we will take a timeout as well. 28-14, Exeter on top, but Wilson driving on the 21-yard line. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. 27 seconds remaining here in the third. It's 28-14, Exeter on top. Fourth and 12 for the Bulldogs. We'll see what they come out here with as the playbook has to be a bit limited here in this situation. You're either going to throw the football or just eat up some yardage as best you can. And you have to throw it, you would imagine. And once again, Wilson in motion. And this time, it's going to be a false start. Well, as you said, there weren't a whole lot of options to begin with. Now it's going to be fourth and 17. So yeah, I, I don't know. Down by two scores, you got to go for it here. Obviously, you can't kick. But again, your options are throw the ball deep. It's just a one-timer. Or do you have a play set up for something? And that's the question with the quarterback, who I'm sure they've known all week he was quarterbacking. But you know, this is not an easy situation for him. I mean, fourth and 17. You do have your skill uh, skill receiver out there. If Cameron Jones split out wide here on the left-hand side. Well, they were going to try to hit the tight end down the middle here. And he does have a man wide open in the end zone. He's going to chuck it, but it's going to be late, and it's going to be contested. If he had seen that a few seconds earlier, he ran a deep post route into the end zone, and he was wide open by about five yards. But unfortunately, or I guess fortunately, if you're Exeter, Gannon Brubaker, not seeing that nearly in time by the time he saw his wide receiver standing back there, allowed Exeter to get back in position and knock it away. So 
Well, the biggest thing there was the play was off to his right. You know, they tried to run Cam Johnson or Cam Jones in that jet motion, trying to pull the corner out, hit the tight end down the middle. By the time he saw that wasn't covered, because he literally showed that before the offsides. Um, we look back to the left, and, and as you said, the guy who was open early wasn't open late. Yeah, so there was there was nothing there for Cameron Jones. He was covered up pretty well coming across that line of scrimmage. Even if he tried a wheel route, there would not have been nearly enough time to let that develop. So, Eric Nangle, here we go. He's going to carry the ball the whole fourth quarter, I would imagine. Nangle going from left back to his right, back to his left, and he gets across the 30-yard line. A gain of about five, and that will do it here for the third quarter of play. Exeter on top, 18 to 14, as we enter the fourth. 28 unanswered for the Eagles as they lead by two scores. We'll be right back for fourth quarter action right here on the Exeter Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. So waiting for the teams to switch fields here and begin the fourth quarter. It will be Exeter football. Should be about second and five here on the 32-yard line. Yeah, Exeter's got to just grind this ball out now and chew up clock. That has got to be the message here to that offensive line. We've got to get into our blocks, move the line of scrimmage to the defensive side of the line, and let Nangle run the ball. Again, we, uh, we saw this a few weeks ago. They had a chance to do that, and they kind of went play action. No need for play action today. Just run the football. End of the third quarter down in Chester County. Berks Catholic on top of Chichester, 39-14. So a nice turn of events there for the Saints. As, or sorry, it's Delaware County. I should have known. I lived in Delco for a whole year down in Media. So Chichester uh, hop, skip, and a jump away from where I was living there for a while. Got a scoreboard update in Robazonia as Conrad Weiser currently leading Elko 28-14. Or sorry, 28-24. Was 28-18 uh, at the half. Elko putting six more on the board. And I've closed it to four. As there we have 12 minutes placed up on the board. It'll be second and five from the 32-yard line. Once again, I think you just keep feeding Nangle. Nangle with 16 carries, buck 75 here. Oh, no, they're going to come out and throw the football. Throwing across into wide open territory. We'll stop the clock with 11.56. So the one thing you don't want to do is stop the clock. Literally just talked about that. Run the ball. Why, why do you need to throw the ball here? Second and five. Now you stop the clock, put yourself in third and five. I do not understand that call. You're running the ball with Nangle. Why change from that and stop the clock? Schmidt on a post route was intended for him, but thrown about five yards behind. It's now third and five. Got to imagine that they learned from their mistake and will run the football here. And they do. They run it off left tackle. 
And I believe that is enough for a first down. And that is all I would do for the next 11 minutes and 50 seconds. Trying to see who that was. You have to imagine it was Nangle. It was. Yep, Nangle's going to keep getting the ball here. So six yards on the carry for him, and literally nothing negative to say about him tonight. A buck 81 on the ground on 17 attempts. Exeter still waiting for the play to get into the huddle. Ten seconds go on the play clock here. More than enough time once again in shotgun formation. They're going to have Schmidt in motion. High snap, but get it down to Nangle. Nangle going up the middle now, cuts out to his left. He's across midfield. Enough for a first down and enough to put Exeter in Wilson territory. He's going to get to the 48-yard line. You, you said about no complaints on Nangle. One there, go down inbounds. Yeah, once again, stopping the clock. But a nice run by Eric, up the middle there, off the left side, cut it outside, got a nice block from Carson Schmidt on the edge, got himself into a, a good situation for a first down. A barn burner down at Peckway Valley as Kutztown leads 64 to 37. That might be the most points Kutztown has scored in five years combined. Goodness. And I mean no disrespect to Kutztown. I'm just saying, you know, a program that has had been shut down for a little while, trouble with coaching and things of that nature, finding a coach. Mifflin on top of Cacalico, 56 to nothing, with 7.52 left in the fourth quarter. Singleton may have set the touchdown record for the season tonight. It's going to be close. And Exeter cannot shoot themselves in the foot with mistakes like that, put themselves on the penalty and making it first and 15. 11-17 left to play in this one. Schmidt in motion. Once again, handing off, bouncing off a tackler, but then getting swarmed in the backfield. I believe it's Nangle again. Yes. Nangle back to the line of scrimmage. His 19th carry of the day. You know, the one thing about this game tonight when you look at, at Wilson, Wilson's got 10 seniors on the field right now. This is not a young Wilson team. They have a lot of seniors, even the backup quarterback's a senior. Um, so, again, this is a team that, that, you know, just struggles in some areas of the game, even with the seniors, though. Exeter once again going to throw the football. This time they're getting it out to Schlaffer. Flaffer, maybe three yards. I'm not quite sure what that accomplishes. But the, the clock, clock continues running. to run. That's about it. But, yeah, again, I, I agree with you. And so they didn't learn. <laughs> about three yards for Payne. Schlaffer, his fourth reception of the day. He has 39 yards through the air. Yes, yeah, so that Conrad Weiser game is 28-24. The scouts on top of... The Elko Raiders, and Weiser just threw a interception in the end zone, so Elko going to have a chance here as Exeter running the football and not going to get back. Uh, they throw a screen there to the tight end, a tight end screen to Strauss, and it goes for no gain, or maybe a yard. Maybe a yard. Exeter will have to punt the ball away here. Yeah. Well, maybe they won't be punting the ball away. Number four, Jaden Jones just got a personal foul for turning back to the sideline. 
Well, I'm not sure what you're taunting about. You're down by two scores with 9.36 to go, and you just stopped them on fourth down. So, I mean, Eagles just have to point up at the scoreboard at this point. But that's 15 yards. That is a costly penalty, and they are going to sub him right on out of there as Beckford going to come into the game for him. Wait, is it against Exeter? Well, they put the ball back down at the 50-yard line. We'll see what the call is here. It is unsportsmanlike, and it's going to be on Wilson. Wait. You know, he's and ejected. he's been ejected. Wow. He's been ejected. Wow. So the running back is ejected. So Beckford's going to have to be the leading ball carrier, and he's got to come and replace him on defense now. So, and here again, now run the clock down. You have the ball on the 35-yard line. You don't need points. You need time off the clock. Well, an interesting turn of events there. So Jones will exit the game. Usually I do this in basketball when somebody fouls out, but instead he'll be exiting the game with 16 carries and 66 yards. And well, that's all she wrote, as it will be Beckford having to run the football and play linebacker. Exeter now has to just keep themselves composed and not make any dumb mistakes here. Relax, not talk back to anybody. Get up off the pile, use the ground. Don't use Wilson players. I mean, this is about 30 seconds every single time that you have the football. You just wind the play clock down. And Exeter are going to take a timeout. And I, and I think Coach Bauer's taking a timeout here just to settle his players down and tell them, hey, this is about us right now. Don't worry about what Wilson's saying or doing. You have a 14-point lead. Don't mess this up by talking back or anything else. Yeah, very simple strategy here for Exeter going forward with 9-11 left to play. They're up 28-14 over top of the Bulldogs. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. What does Wilson do offensively? Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Saxeter fresh out of the timeout, 9-11 to play. They're up by two scores, 28-14. Once again, in the shotgun formation. This time they're gonna hand it off to Yoakum. Yoakum off the right side, runs over a defender. He's down at the 10, he's inside the 10. He just put down the hit stick. A little misdirection there. They, they sent Nagel off to the left, brought Yoakum back underneath on the right-hand side, you know, for a huge game. 26 yards for Yoakum. That's his first carry since that five-yard touchdown plunge in the first half. Once again, stay in bounds, running backs. And he did go out of bounds at the nine. So 9.02. Remaining here as the play clock ticks down to five seconds. Well, touchdown here is going to seal it. They're going to hand it off, juking and driving inside, getting down to about the five. 
the ball boy keeps throwing the ball up on the sideline. It keeps keep thinking a flag it's a flag every time. Like, what happened now? And it, it keeps, keeps throwing the ball in the air. Your eyes are just fine-tuned to see any flying objects after the play as automatically yellow flags. In that case, it's, eh, it's just a ball kid. Yeah. And like we said, again, touchdown here would be awesome, but just running the clock is helping them win this football game. Like I said, you're breaking off 30-second chunks every single time. You know, the play clock resets, you let it wind down, you snap it with a couple seconds left, which is what they're going to do right here at five. And they'll snap it with three on the play clock. Nangle is going to find a gap, and he's in for the score. Behind uh, Ty Yoakum, gets a block on the back there. Nangle takes it in, and now at this point, with a 21-point lead, I'm not sure what Wilson can do. Exeter just has to make one more stop here, I think. I mean, we were talking about it over the break, and, you know, now you're without your star running back. You have a quarterback who's inexperienced, even though he's a senior. So, you know, at this point, what do you do if you're the Bulldogs? I mean, you're just going to have to keep – you're going to have to throw the football at this point, down by 21. Absolutely. And we'll see what they have. Coming back, what are, what are Eric Nangle's numbers again? Nangle, by my account, has about 21 carries as the extra point attempt is up and good. They get 35-14. We'll talk about it when we come back because Jerry wants to go to break. 35-14, Exeter on top. And they'll be kicking it away when we come back on the Exeter Sports Network. In-home oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in-home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. 35-14, 8-14 remaining. As Exeter gifted a 15-yard penalty and an ejection from the game uh, from the Wilson running back, Jaden Jones. You know, there's still eight minutes left in this game, but I, I don't know if eight minutes and 21 points are, are going to do the trick here. There are a lot of people sitting in this home sidelines right now in the home stands who are saying to themselves, we have a chance to beat Wilson right now. They have not beaten Wilson. Ever. La ever. Last time that they played Wilson was 14 ever. years ago. As a swift kick has a little bit more oomph to it this time. It's misfielded and picked up at the 10-yard line by Cameron Jones. Jones now trying to squirt up the right side. He's going to get over the 20-yard line. And that's where Wilson will take over. Yeah, so last time that these two teams played, it was a 38-0 loss at West Lawn. Flags on the field again. Let's see what happens here. Again, Exeter cannot lose their composure. We'll see who this is on. I believe it's on Exeter this time. Again, this is not a, a contest who can brag the most right now on the scoreboard. This is about finishing the game the right way. And, and, and that's not the way you do it right there. It is going to be on Sportsmanlike on Exeter. More mouthing off, so they'll walk off 15 yards. It's going to be up to the 38-yard line to start. So once again, you have Wilson pinned back at their own 23, and you're handing them 15 yards. 
again, all things in perspective, you're up by 21. But still plenty of time left on that clock, 8.05 remaining. Wilson with just about all their timeouts. Well, now they're going to tell Brubaker, you got to beat us throwing the ball. And they're going to hand gonna it run. off. Number 35 with the run there for Wilson, Amir Wellmaker. I bet you had that name on your list, didn't you? I did absolutely not. <laughs> that must be his first carry. He is a sophomore, 5'6", a buck 45, soaking wet. You would think he would have got a carry last week in the game, but um, not to be in that score, so he'll get a carry tonight or two. It'll be second down and three on a seven-yard play from scrimmage. As not trusting Drew Baker to throw the football. Now they finally do. He throws a decent one. That's in and out of the hands. That had some zip on it. He was looking for Cameron Jones, and it went in and out of his mitts. And they bring up third and three with 7.24 left. Yeah, not a bad ball there by your Brubaker. It was not. It was probably the best ball that we've seen him throw all day, except for the one that he threw right to Exeter. That was arguably better, especially if you're an Eagles fan. So, again, Exeter down a three-deep, four-deep shell across the board here. Going to run the ball. Going to run the ball it. stuffed in nice the backfield. By the Eagles. That's going to be at least a loss of one, I'd say. I think that was number 66. Nope, Lucas plays 55. That's a big play right there. Here it is. The, you know, you end it right here, you end it. Burks Catholic on top of Chichester, 39-21 with 5.08 remaining in the fourth quarter. Nice three-possession lead there for the Saints as they look to improve the two and one on the season. Fourth and three on the 45-yard line, throwing the football, throwing it across the middle. Had a wide receiver open. Broken up by Jacob Wolf. Oh, and that's Andrew Miller, number Andrew three. Andrew Miller, number three, coming across. Once again, a split second too late. If he hit him coming out of his route, he likely had him for a first down, but instead he waits and waits, and Miller able to break that one up, and it's four and out. For Wilson with 6.38 remaining. Exeter will take over on the 45-yard line of the Bulldogs. And once again, you wanted to know the stats for Nangle. I have them around 21 carries for, it's going to be right around 200 yards, give or take a few yards. I have them at 198. So anything reasonable, well, and he will most he got certainly it again, break 200. So. There it is, that's Nangle over the right-hand side again. Up to the 38, a seven-yard carry for him, and I'm running out of space on my score sheet. Well, this is a career night against Wilson for Eric Nangle, something he's gonna talk about probably for the rest of his life. As will all these guys in black out here for the rest of their lives. As I said, there's a lot of people in the stands here who have heard time and time again how they can't beat Wilson. Yeah, so Eric Nangle, just to put some things in perspective, uh, two years ago when he played, he had 14 rushing attempts for 40 yards. All of last, all of this year coming into tonight, he had 21 rushing attempts for 94 yards as they are throwing the football all the way down the field to Schlaffer, a 38-yard touchdown catch. And that is to say mud in your eye right there. That was a perfect throw by Colin Payne to Joey Schlaffer. And 
And that runs at the 41-14, and now people can start to celebrate here in the stands. So Payne, his second touchdown throw of the day. The second one caught by Schlaffer. He now has 77 yards, half of them coming right there on that score. Exeter looking to punch in the exclamation point here with 5.51 remaining. Snap is down, the kick is up, and the kick is good. 42-14, 42 unanswered points by Exeter as they are running away with this one. We'll take a quick break and be right back for the last six minutes of this one. Exeter on top, you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, in-home oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Six straight touchdowns for the Exeter Eagles as they have found that magic again that they had last week against Boyertown in a blowout victory against the Bears. This time, not afraid to kick the ball off and is going to bounce and be fielded and knocked out of bounds by Wilson. Well, there's the field position we need Exeter to start with right there on defense. That ball's going to out of bounds, I believe, in the seven-yard line. Insult to injury as Cooper misfields that one and knocks it out inside his own 10-yard line. They're going to start at the, I believe they have it marked at the seven. That one might have been going out of bounds all on its own, but it was certainly helped that way by the Bulldogs. Looks like they're going to keep some of their starters out there. I, I imagine Exeter's going to keep the starters in the whole game. As it is still Brubaker out there. As I was trying to say before that reception, a career night for Eric Nangle. Again, scooting up the middle and oh my goodness. Ty Yoakum just knocked him over. <laughs> Ty Yoakum not even phased by that. That was once again Wellmaker, five foot six, a buck forty-five, and he got to meet Ty Yoakum up front and center. Ty Yoakum, six foot two twenty, and uh, that two twenty didn't budge at all. Absolutely not. A seventy-five yard pound difference, or seventy-five pound difference, as they're chucking it down the field, going one on one, and nearly intercepted. Broken up by Jacob Wolf and great coverage right there. Bringing up a third down, Exeter playing pretty much a three high coverage with Wolf, Boyer, and Miller across the back end. Three over four, four linebackers playing the, the shallow routes, three safeties, and a, a safety in two corners playing the deep routes. Third and six here for Wilson. They line right back up, but um, probably gonna see the same type of pass or they're gonna run that ball up the middle again. Yeah, we'll see two wide receivers split out wide here to the left, one to the right. They're going to throw the football again to the right side, again trying to just hit it right to the sticks, and it goes through the arms of number 80. Andrew Miller on the coverage there. So, again, 
Uh, corners flip, but same result. Miller right there to make the play, bringing up a fourth down. Wilson has to punt here. I mean, he's looking for Edison Case. They have to punt, and there it is. I mean, you're losing by 28 points, but uh, no need to make it any worse than that with yeah. 4.39 to play. And I'm not sure Exeter's going to get off the gas pedal just yet with Nangle. So let's see what happens. So Nangle coming into tonight's game, 21 carries for 94 yards. Delay a game, I believe. And yep, delay a game against a Wilson. Yep, delay a game. So that's going to march him back in their punter darn near standing right in front of the goalposts. I know it's 42-14, but boy, I don't know if I don't turn the dogs loose here and go try and block this punt. Itty bitty living space back there in the end zone for Wilson. The kick is away, and the kick skies a teardrop that bounces back in Exeter's favor, and it's gonna get- 21 yard line, it looks like. Knocked down at the 21. So a 17-yard punt. <laughs> Out of your end zone, it's not, that's not good numbers there. Yeah, I can do math. That's not a, not a great punt. <laughs> I can't do math. When I know when you kick the ball from your end zone, it only goes to the 17. I know when it goes straight up in the air <laughs> that it's not a good punt. <laughs> so Exeter will take it at their own 21-yard line. Looks like, still looks like, out there. Uh, well, it looks like Cabron Woody's going in to run the ball here. I guess Eric Woody. Nangle's career night is over. So Nangle, once again, 22 carries. I have him at about 205 and three touchdowns. As they're going to hand it off to Woody. Woody cuts back up the middle, and he'll get up to the 17-yard line. So a gain of three for Woody on his first carry. Extra starting to roll guys in who haven't played, but to give him a chance to play here against Wilson. Oh, and I was going to say, it's good to see Robinson back yep. into the game. Messiah, he came yeah. out earlier with what looked like to be a, an injury uh, that he suffered there around midfield, but he was able to run off under his own power and now back into the game. So great to see that nothing serious there uh, for number 28, Messiah Robinson, the junior running back. Not sure he's still with the fact that Cabron Woody's his fullback here, but they're gonna give the ball to Cabron Woody, so Cabron Woody oh, almost had the edge. Woody slips, hit the skids, and he's gonna get dropped after, mm, I'd say no gain on that one. Maybe a yard if he's lucky. And they're gonna talk about it, and I think they're gonna give him the 15. Holding on the Eagles, though, so which is okay. You know, take the penalty, get the down over again, and run the clock. Yeah, nothing wrong with that with 3:42 remaining. Up nope. 42 to 14. They'll walk it back. I think now I'd start putting some other kids in here and rest my guys up for Hemfield next week. Yeah, they still have pain in the in the game just to. Do handoff duties. As the clock continues to run. Once again, shotgun formation. One wide receiver split out to the right-hand side. Seven down linemen. 
as they have Strauss over here on the end, on the right side. This time going from left to right, gaining an edge and not able to get past Beckford. That was number nine, Yoakum again. He's going to go from the 26 back up to around the line of scrimmage. So a gain of about six for Yoakum. So for Yoakum, five carries, about 49 yards and a touchdown. So a good night's work for him, but no better than Nangle, who ran for over 203 scores. Similar formation. This time they will run the wide receiver out to the left-hand side. High snap. They're going to pitch it out. That's going to be number 35 with it right now. He tries going to his left, tries cutting it back to his right, and that's maybe trying a little too much at this venture. As that is Ron Woody on the carry. He's going to get dropped for a loss of four on the play. Well, Ryan, we talked about it. What do we care at this point? Just let the clock run. So fourth and 11, and that's exactly what the clock is doing. So they can wind it down to about a minute 50. We can wind it all the way down, take a timeout. The Berks Catholic game getting a little bit hairy. 3.43 left in the fourth. Berks Catholic on top by 10, 39-29 over Chichester. Chichester had an onside kick as Nostradamus over here, Exeter, lets it wind down and takes a timeout with a minute 49 remaining. Five minutes left in the fourth quarter and Kutztown on top 76-37. We'll take a quick break here and be right back. Buck 49 left. We're in for the rest of this one. Exeter on top 42-14. Uh, let's try that again. 42-14. We'll be right back on the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Exeter attempting a field goal during that break. It was about a 40-yard attempt, and it went about 30. Yeah, snap was bad. He stopped his, his uh, steps going through progression and just tried to kick it on one step. Not going to go 40 yards on a one-step kick at this point. But again, uh, they run their defense out here with a minute 45. You're going to see some excited kids in black in about five minutes here. Again, we talk about the last time that these two teams played all the way back in 2007. Much different story. Wilson went 9-4 that year. Exeter without a victory in the 2007 season as they went 0-10. As once again, Wilson just handing the ball off, content to let the clock run down. They beat Exeter 38-0 in that game at Gursky Stadium. As we talked about before, Ryan, there are a lot of people here who know how bad it's been on the losing end of a, of a blowout game against Wilson over the last 30, 40 years, uh, back in the 80s and 70s and things like that. So this is a, a, a good feeling for a lot of people in this crowd. 
the clock ticks down to 110. They'll hand the ball off again. Nice hole there to run through for Wellmaker. As he has a decent gain. About five for Wellmaker, who's up to five carries for 15. But yeah, in that game, if you want to talk about some of the stats, I mean, Exeter at 51 yards passing, rushing. Let me tell you, they were nowhere close to the 200-plus uh, <laughs> yards that Nangle had tonight. Uh, Creighton was the best with five carries for eight yards as Wilson put up 38 unanswered. Tonight, Exeter with 42 unanswered. Once again, they'll just hand the ball off again, this time busting it out to the left-hand side as Wellmaker. Wellmaker making one man miss and gets spun down to the 38-yard line. So a gain of about 12 for Wellmaker in garbage time. That could be the last step. Let's see if Wilson snaps the ball again here. I mean, there's certainly enough time on the play clock winding down. It depends when the referees place the football. Matt Bauer just got showered with the Gatorade bucket. And there's one set, That's second it. separating the play clock there and the game is. clock, and there's enough to Wilson's run it out. Wilson's not going to run a play. That's Wilson's the game. Going to walk off the field. 42 unanswered for the Exeter Eagles as they take this one. 42-14 over top of the Wilson Bulldogs. And I'll just let you hear the Exeter crowd thrilled to finally get rid of their bugaboo and beat Wilson here tonight by a final score. 42-14. So we'll take a quick break to recap this one and be right back as Exeter. Six straight touchdowns to end this one, winning it by 28 points over top of the Wilson Bulldogs. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. 42-14, your final score is Exeter shellacks Wilson. Six straight touchdowns for the Eagles. And we'll recap them here. I mean, it certainly did not look like this type of game at the very start as Wilson ran out to a 14-0 lead with 3.04 remaining as McMillan had a six-yard touchdown catch and a 24-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. Once again with 3.04 remaining. Exeter got on the board with a Schlaffer reception uh, from 15 yards out to cut the score to 14-7 to with just less than a minute remaining in the first quarter. Yoakum punched it in from five yards out to knot it at 14 apiece. And then we thought that it was going to be 14 all going into halftime. Exeter gained it back on the 18-yard line after letting a punt 
bounce all the way down there with like an extra 20 yards to it. And then Nangle running 82 yards to the house for a 21 to 14 halftime lead. And then three more scores after the break. Nangle from 11, Nangle from six to make it 35 to 14. Uh, here in the fourth quarter, and then Schlaffer a 38-yard touchdown reception with 5.51 remaining to make it 42-14 to Exeter. You know, we talked about the line of scrimmage and that whole second quarter on to the fourth quarter, Exeter dominated the line of scrimmage. Didn't happen in the first quarter, but uh, the offensive line did a great job, as did the defensive line. And again, when you're one-dimensional like Wilson was, they couldn't throw the ball. Once you stop that run game, there's nothing else they could do. So this marks... I had to go back through the uh, sheets a little bit here. Wilson, their first time falling to one and two on the season since the 2017 season. And I mean, and you could probably count on one hand over the course of the last 15, 20 years, the amount of times that they are on the losing end uh, looking <laughs> at the uh, third game of the season, well, looking at ask, everything that they have coming down the pike. I'd even ask the question, when is the last time Wilson lost back-to-back -back weeks to Berks County Schools? Yeah, I mean, that's... And even tougher, I mean, just trying to find back-to-back -back losses is difficult going back through all of their uh, their standings, going back through the ages. I mean, seriously, it's hard to find two losses in some of their seasons going back all the way through. I mean, I'm just scrolling through back to, like, 2013. And he said, for them to be in this position right at the very start of the season, not great for them, but better for Exeter as they improved to two and one. And this is a huge game, not just for X or just morale-wise, but playoff-wise as well. You know, Mifflin's going to be a tough game. We all know that. Seven and three, eight and two are completely two different records looking at the playoff seedings. So again, this is a huge win for Exeter as far as what it's going to do for them at the end of the season with District 3 playoffs. Yeah, I mean, looking at where Exeter stands, now of course, great assault, it's very early, you're in week two. They're currently ranked 17th in the 5A standings in District 3. Yeah. So, a win against Wilson like this. Wilson was uh, a lot closer in the 6A standings uh, the last time that I had looked, but they were ranked 17th. They're certainly going to move up, possibly in the t into the top 10. And then going forward, I mean, it's a huge momentum builder for them. And looking at their future schedule, that's all that you're looking for. You're looking for something to rally behind, and this is one of those games. And they'll gain points for every game Wilson wins moving forward for power rating points. So, again, this is a huge win. So taking a look at what Wilson has coming down the pike, they play Martin Luther King next week, and then they're at a traditional football powerhouse in Mannheim Central, and then at Penn Manor against McCaskey, at Cedarcrest, at Hempfield, and then finishing up at home against Mannheim Township. Meanwhile, for Exeter, again, we talked about what a huge win this was. I mean, you're building off back-to-back -back weeks with big blowout victories. They had 56-8 last week at Boyertown. Now you're looking at playing Hempfield on the road at West York, and then you get to come home for three out of four uh, right here at Don Thomas Stadium as they will play Muhlenberg, Governor Mifflin at Berks Catholic, and then finishing up at home against Reading High, and then finishing up the rest of their season at Daniel Boone. So a big win for Exeter tonight, 42-14. Anything else that we haven't talked about besides Nangle ripping <laughs> off almost over 205 yards and three touchdowns? No, I, again, we talked about Nangle at the start of the game, and, and as the end comes here, he did exactly what he needed to do for Exeter to be successful, as they all did. It was a great game for everyone. A few mistakes you got to clean up moving forward to win these bigger games, especially in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to prep for this week's game, and it was like, okay, who's the bell cow back? Like, who's going to be taking the majority of these snaps? Because it's very difficult to have 
four different guys, all with like 15 carries to their names. And then tonight, I think it's Nangle who <laughs> uh, has officially ripped that title away from anybody else on the squad that was looking for it. Well, absolutely. You know, coming out of the week one with a little bit of a shoulder injury, you know, he sat last week, so other people got opportunity, but he's definitely the, the feature back here. Make no doubt about that. All right, so once again, they will be on the road playing Hempfield. I will not be there for that game, uh, but certainly we will have the broadcast here for you. Mike will be here. Mike will be at Hempfield. Let's put that way. Darren will be back. He's currently taking my place down there at Berks Catholic with Sam right now, uh, down at Chichester as they look to uh, go into victory there. But we'll be right back here. 7 o'clock, 6.45 start time. Uh, and they play Hempfield down in Lancaster next week. So a good win. Once again, 42-14 for Exeter. Anything else? Nope. I think the scoreboard says it all. I think it does too. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thanks to all of our sponsors, as always. Thanks to Jerry for pulling this all together. Big win for Exeter tonight as they beat up on Wilson 42-14. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good night. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for Exeter Eagles football on the Exeter Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Join us next week when the Eagles go on the road to take on the Hemfield Black Knights. You can listen to the game at jgmedia.us. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night.